Hey everybody, welcome to High Spots and Kickouts. I'm Rich, sitting here with Clint. What's up? And Brent. How's everybody doing today? I'm doing good. I uh, usually have a little rant right here, but... Uh, I, uh, oh, you want me to take it? You have a little personal experience on this one. Oh, yeah. So what the hell's up with the weak-ass crowd in Chicago North? Come on, Milwaukee. Chicago North. <laughs> <laughs> it's... it's Sports rivalries, it's always Chicago North. They're the second-rate city to Chicago. <laughs> Come on, you had a badass crowd in Houston for Dynamite yeah, or last week, and then you, they went to Chicago for Rampage and blew the roof off the place, and then the follow-up in Milwaukee with that weak-ass crowd. Because <laughs> they weren't getting free ice cream bars. Hey, they, uh, I definitely CM did Punk, see a sign that said, where's my ice cream bars? CM Punk fucking made them pay for it. Said. Um, thing, uh, thing is, though, from watching uh, Dynamite on Wednesday night, a lot of the people that were close to the crowd or the front of the crowd, they were also at Rampage in Chicago. <laughs> they were probably <laughs> yeah. still fucking too gassed out from Rampage, though. It's only like an hour away, right? Um, yeah, roughly I, from Chicago, hour, hour and a half. I think it's kind of like what WWE says. That's why know, Chicago um, North It's a suburb. Every city's <laughs> kind of different, kind of, you know, so there's just not a lot of cities that interact. Obviously, SummerSlam. There was not a lot of crowd interaction oh, yeah. at SummerSlam this well, year. Dick's, Dick's been saying the crowd about yeah, the crowd about put my ass to sleep. Yeah. No, no, it wasn't wrestling. There was barely a wrestling shirt in the in the fucking arena. Uh, ain't nobody in. You don't go to Vegas to go to a wrestling show. You right. go to Vegas to see all the other shit. So they're gonna do. And it then again. the local crowd, like, so you're gonna pay all this money for a plane ticket, blah blah, blah to, and then to pay all this money for a SummerSlam ticket, no. And then the local crowd that would come, fucking. Uh, they're like server, you know, it's I a think, service industry. I think you're, everybody you're working was, while it's on. I think pretty much everybody that was at that show was people who got tickets because either they got comped them from buying too much here or there, or they spent this much money at a hotel this year, so they gave them Congrats, free tickets. Congratulations, or, you spent your life savings at the uh, casino and lost it. So right, free SummerSlam shit tickets. like that. Enjoy. I don't. I don't <laughs> think there was a not especially down in the bowl area. I don't think there was a real actual wrestling well, fan if you, in if the you, bowl area. Thing is, if you actually paid attention to a SmackDown last night. Like, uh, they were in Arkansas, I think, I don't remember. Does Arkansas have a good crowd? Or WWE's just gotten that well, bad. Well, if you listen to the crowd, crowd if you listen to the crowd noise, yeah, but if you watch the people in the fans, their mouths aren't moving. <laughs> or WWE's just gotten so bad So do you bad think, that, do you think is... that they're pumping crowd music in and padding seats like WCW 2001 now? Yeah, for sure. I'm going to say, like, I'm saying they're the Saints, like down in the... Uh, Mercedes-Benz Dunes where they, they're pumping crowd noise in just to make the place louder. Atlanta Falcons got in trouble for that shit find a bunch of money. <laughs> uh, because I like to say WCW got away with it but obviously they didn't. Was, no, was, they had the fucking <laughs> they had the one guy on DX had the one guy and they said how'd you get in? Did you pay money to get in? He said hell no I got in for free. And that was the truth. <laughs> Eric Bischoff was letting motherfucking people in for free just to get people to come in and yeah, sit down. Yeah they'd sell like 5,000 tickets and then give like fucking 10,000 away for free. Yep. Right at the door. I'm not, I'm not taking anything away from Becky Lynch, but on SmackDown last night when Becky came out, like watching the crowd, half of them had no reaction, but there was this huge pop. And then when Bianca came out, you could actually see that the people were excited and they were actually kind of reacting. It, well, but then as soon as 10 seconds later, they were back to straight, straight face. <laughs> WWE got what they wanted, though, with the whole Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair thing, but... What do you mean what they want to we'll get into that when we, what, when we No, when we get to talk about Smack, or SmackDown or I'm um, not Summer SmackDown, Slam. SummerSlam, we can go into that. We're not talking about it right now. Oh, he was doing his rant. Is that, was that oh. what you're talking about? Was the SummerSlam crowd? 
No, no, no. It was a fucking dynamite crowd dynamite in Milwaukee. Crowd. Yeah, that's what I said. Sitting that's, on their hands and shit. That's a long ways away from each other. SummerSlam was in Las Vegas. and SummerSlam was before that, though. Yeah, no. I was just let but down. I, I was just let down after the huge week that AEW had the week before, and then you go to Milwaukee for the first time, and their crowd was but pathetic. they had a pretty big star in their crowd. Oh, uh, Giannis? Giannis Antetokounmpo. Who the fuck is that? He's the fucking NBA champion and the MVP of the NBA Finals this year, and he's like, what, six foot nine, maybe seven foot two, some shit like that. Yeah, he's a big, he's, tall motherfucker. And he's, he was, a, he's a kid that could actually win the championship by himself. He was, you know, unlike, he was sitting. Like some other NBA superstars. He was sitting opposite is, is camera. Is that a LeBron slam? <laughs> yeah, oh fuck, it should better be. <laughs> he he was sitting opposite camera side and standing up, and you could still see him on camera. That's how tall the fucking guy was. And they had to bring the camera back so that way the fucking they could see that his big but, ass was standing there. The whole but then the time. bad part is they if they were trying to make it seem like uh, Rampage was live last night on TV, they shouldn't have let Punk and all them release pictures with Giannis wearing the same clothes that yeah. he was in the crowd with on Friday night. <laughs> yeah. Plus, oh, well. if you looked at the crowd who was in the front rows and stuff, it was the exact same people. Any pre-taped wrestling show in this era, yeah. shit gets leaked online. Yeah, there's just no way to keep that type of shit held back, to be honest with you. Uh, but, fuck it. I, I, last time I seen the fucking, trying to think of the last time I seen any type of outside champion at a WWE show just to hang out and watch. Like, when was the last time they highlighted a celebrity in their crowd for being there since they've had a crowd back? Oh, they haven't done it since they had a crowd back, have they? I don't, AEW's had a shitload of celebrities go to their shows, and it's different sports figures and football, NFL guys, and all kinds of stuff. Like, no, yeah, WWE. If there's think, somebody in the crowd, they weren't showing them like they used to. I don't think WWE's really the hot spot. I'm for, just trying to think of WrestleMania. I feel like they did at WrestleMania, but and and to me, man, that you know, WWF a lot back in the day, that was a big thing for them, catching all the hot young superstars. Well, that's all why the WrestleMania different sports. is a thing. I mean, you know, uh, and if AEW is starting to catch all them hot young superstars that are in other sports, that's kind of bad for WWE, if you ask me. There, <laughs> that means WWE will have to actually start paying motherfuckers good well, money to come and sit in their crowd to be a part of their show instead of them just showing up because their show is cool and fun well, to watch. W- WWE uh, didn't have them in the crowd this week. Oh, but shit. No, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> people should be used to that on the show. You hear Nanook walk around every once in a while and you hear all of us hit something every once in a yeah, while. Yeah, my mic like, stand was falling off my table towards the end of it last time. I'm going to buy some carpets. You, you got to put your mic all the way up on the table. You got yours hanging off a little bit every once in a while. What do you mean? You got to make you, sure it's flush it up on there, against the table. It was off by like this much, hanging off of it, the front of it. By so like then this it much. started to just droop. At well, I kept a, adjusting it and putting it in there and tightening it down as tight as I could, and it just kept going. Whoop. But no, uh, WWE <laughs> had uh, Logan Paul on their show this Monday night on Raw, and he got he got booed better yeah, than some of them wrestlers do. Makes, makes me want to turn the shit on and watch it. What's his deal with him now? What's oh, him? his brother has a match tonight. There you go, Logan Paul celebrity. I think. I think it's tonight. Doing. And oh. then he was on Moist. <laughs> he was on Moist TV with John Morrison. Was that before him? him He's getting a split? singles push, isn't he? John Morrison. Yeah. About yeah. time, but it's still a comedy fucking gimmick. Yeah. Fucking uh, water guns and the Mister Moist shit. Well, back backstage, Johnny Drip Drip, dude, and his pit vipers. The backstage uh, <laughs> rumors was they were. Ms. Morrison were supposed to feud with the New Day, but Kofi's going to be out for too long for that. So they had Ms. Yeah, what is going on with Kofi? I don't know. He's over WWE's horse shit, and he wants to go to AEW like everybody else. <laughs> but they, but they had the Ms. I'll tell you what's Morrison. wrong with Kofi's. He got beat by Brock Lesnar in two seconds. 
being a very good champion. No, I'm saying like he's been sick or something. No, he's sick. Of, oh, he's just sick of WWE. I don't blame him. He's sick of that New Day shit. Sick of not being the champion when he should be. Sick of them can't decide whether they want him to be Jamaican or American. Well, the bad part is their uh, mid-card title, they barely ever do anything with it. The United States title, Sheamus held it since uh, WrestleMania up until SummerSlam, looks, and I think he defended it like once. It looks like a giant police badge. <laughs> the United States title, it's, it's trash. Yeah, that's a shitty title. It's a bad-looking title, man. They didn't make it like good at all. Which, since we've jumped into SummerSlam, we might as well just start going over the SummerSlam card because that was the main thing that we left off on the show last week. So uh, I do have the rankings, the star system from uh, Dave Meltzer. Meltzer. Like, <sighs> per match? Let's hear it. Per match. Oh. This is for TakeOver and SummerSlam. So let me pull it up. And all right, SummerSlam, the uh, pre the pre-show match, you had Big E and Baron Corbin, two and a half stars. Yeah. Two and a half? That ain't, I, ain't bad. I was hoping that Big E was going to cash in and make the night exciting. I think Baron Corbin might be my new favorite WWE superstar right now. Well, he's on the pre-show you, with it. You mean Happy Corbin now? Happy Corbin. We'll get into that too later he on. He was on the pre-show <laughs> with it. Is he Happy Gilmore? <laughs> no. Kind of. I can't wait to talk about it. I can. Then you had uh, AJ and Omos against RK Bro, three and a three and a quarter star. I mean, Omos is limited, so I get it. You had Alexa Bliss and uh, even Marie, and it just says dud. He didn't even rank it. No, I wouldn't have either. Yeah, it wasn't worth watching. Sheamus and uh, Damian Priest, three stars. How many stars is out of five? Out of five, five yeah. Unless five unless you're a... Kenny Omega, and then you can get seven. Yeah, five being a main event at Tokyo Dome. Okay. Against Okada for seven stars. Okay. Uh, the next you had the Usos and the Mysterios for three and a quarter stars. Uh, Bianca and Becky Lynch. He didn't even rate that one either. Hmm. I wonder why. Wasn't it a match? Nothing to rate. <laughs> uh, McIntyre and Mahal. He gave it two stars. Uh, Charlotte, Nikki, and Rhea, three and three quarter stars. Mm. Uh, Rollins and Edge, he gave it to four and a quarter stars. Really? Yep. Did you hear how? Uh, did you hear how uh, Edge screwed Gangrel out of a payday? I don't know if that's necessarily true or not, though. That's what they, well, they both came out and said. It. Yeah, and it, I'm pretty sure Tony Khan paid Gangrel for the appearance that he was supposed to have. Yeah. If not, I'm sure Edge probably would have paid him some shit anyway. <laughs> probably. WWE should have done the right thing and brought Gangrel back to come out with Edge anyway. Well, he brought out a he brought out a new T-shirt on pro wrestling tees too, and that uh, new brood shirt because he owns that shit. Right. Well, which, anyway, WWE should have uh, brought him out with him, and they should have let him spit the blood and all. He that. owns the brood, but he doesn't own Gangrel. You know why? WWE don't own it either. That fucking uh, White Wolf live action role playing is a it's a uh, Gangrel is a breed of vampire, and yeah. he was yeah. paying for the name from them. Like if you watch old uh, WWE shits, the ones that had the uh, uh, credits and whatnot, like it, they have a copyright of White Wolf. That's crazy. 
And the, on there. and the disclaimers and all that. Is that why he's just vampire hunter now? So you don't got to pay the extra money. Vampire wrestler. Vampire wrestler. Now I thought it was vampire warrior. That's or what vampire I was. warrior. Vampire yeah, warrior. Right. Yeah. Vampire warrior. Which also speaking of pro wrestling tees, after CM Punk crashed their website last Friday night, did bought you him pizza? Well, yeah, he bought him pizza, but then uh, their IT department made it to where if you get on the site and it gets overloaded, you go into a queue and all that now. So it's a long ways off from pizza. Uh, hopefully their site won't crash anymore. Why don't everybody do that? Because uh, it probably takes effort. Yeah. Money. Time. You you know how some IT departments work. <laughs> so. Yeah. All right. We'll go on to the next match. Lashley and Goldberg. One and three quarter stars. That was a good match to me. I mean, it's the longest Goldberg match I've seen since he's come to w- back to WWE. Probably since his early WCW days when he actually wrestled before he just started running people over. No, his first run in WWE, he wrestled matches until he wrestled Brock Lesnar at 20, and then that was a shoving match, and that was it. But other than that, like he actually wrestled pretty, I would say, at least 12-minute matches, 13-minute matches. I like Goldberg get his ass beat. I'm so sick of his, his ass. But you see that he did an interview, and he said he actually had to choke his son because his son was smiling. In the ring after Bobby Lashley was supposed to choke him out, <laughs> he had a big smile on his face, and he had to. He said he he said I wasn't watching. He said I rolled over to see my kid, and he was smiling. He goes, I had to actually choke him. And tell and he would ask me why I was doing that. He said to get you to quit smiling. I'm like, come on, man, you're supposed to be selling this yeah, shit. Yeah, you just got choked out by Bobby Lashley with the hurt Side lock and show. shit. You can't be laying here smiling, you <laughs> fuckhead. Like it's a show. Been great <laughs> Goldberg with a jackhammer to son in the so middle of the ring. So your solutions is just fucking choke him for real. Go to sleep. Don't smile. <laughs> You're ruining things. Okay, Dad. Vince will never hire us back. That showed him. Uh, Goldberg's already upheld his uh, obligations for this year. He'll be in AEW. So, that'd so. be 2023. Because I, I think that's not. when his Look, contract it's two gold is Scorpio. Up. Man, the job squad was cool for like a month, and then Vince McMahon killed him. <laughs> Mick was supposed to be Mick Foley's group, dude. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, Reigns and Cena, he gave it four and a quarter stars. So the really? same as Edge and Rollins. What? I about fell asleep during that motherfucking match, dude. He gave him four and a quarter? That's high fucking praise from Dave Meltzer, too. John Cena kept fixing his hair every time he took a slam. Yeah, he did. What, <laughs> every time no, he'd take he, a slam, no, he'd wipe yeah, his he, hair. Yeah, he'd he fix his hair back every time he'd take a slam. What hair? Yeah. What, what little hair he had. He didn't <laughs> I want, had that bald he, spot. Yeah, he didn't want people to see that bald spot. Yeah, dude, I was telling Browns, like, every time this motherfucker gets slammed, he fixes his hair. And every time he'd take a slam, he'd take his hand and go like this and wipe his hair. <laughs> hey, he had to make sure it was still there. <laughs> Roman Reigns may have knocked that shit off. He'd been better off shaving his head. I didn't even watch the match, but it wasn't good, though, huh? No, I don't think so. It was more John of John Cena getting beat up, it, uh, trying to roll up Roman Reigns every chance yeah, he, he could get a roll it was up. Him he trying to just up. get that quick one, two, three, and then he was getting beat up, and Roman Reigns was just walk walking around, talking shit to him the whole time. Really? That's it. And then John Cena would roll him up, and he'd go, "Ah, almost got you." Yep. And Roman was like, almost got me." And I was like, "This is what we're watching right now." At, he court, did. at, <laughs> court, at like fucking ten after eleven at night, like this is what he, we're seeing. He did hit the AAA. Show until eleven o'clock. It was like eleven fifteen when I got over. It was hit. Yeah, it hit was the AAA off the top rope. Yeah, yeah. How are you gonna leave that part out? It's that's the only thing he did. And then Reigns <laughs> kicked out of it. Yeah. He didn't mm. like he did the five knuckle knuffle, knuckle shuffle, and when he did it, like the camera angle, he could see that he punched the mat like next to Roman Reigns' head. <laughs> like you fucking idiots man like they're supposed to have all these hollywood fucking camera angles all this cool shit now right 
Speaking of and the And, like, bird. the camera angles have, like, pro- pro- progressively gotten worse in WWE over time. Some guy comes off the top rope. You can't just watch him come off the top rope. They have to do this dramatic fucking camera shake when they come off the top rope. Like, it's Batman attacking somebody. Some shit. Yeah, like a fucking action sequence in a Whoa. movie. Yeah, let's fucking have the camera go all over the room instead of just watch these two dudes fit so it looks out of control. Fucking Jason Bourne. All right, we'll move on to takeovers uh, scores. You guys ready? Oh, I'm sure they're all five stars. Oh, oh they no. are. They are. Yeah. You had uh, Ridge Holland and Trey Baxter in the uh, kickoff show, two stars. I mean, I'm not a big Ridge Holland guy, but now that he's back, does he get to keep his gimmick or does Seamus get to keep it? Uh, I'm pretty <laughs> sure he's going to keep it. Seamus get to keep it. Figuring on uh, NXT Tuesday night, he smacked uh, Thatcher in the throat with his bludgeon thing. And mm-hmm. The now, shillelagh. Now the uh, storyline, well, it could be a true injury, but the storyline is uh, Thatcher's out indefinitely. So now on next Tuesday night, he wrestles Champa because those two are a tag team. So. I like Thatcher anyway. I don't either. He's missing teeth, and he's just weird and does too many submissions. Uh, that's not the reason why. He's just I don't know. There's something about his wrestling that I don't. I don't. It's he, not his team. Is he the Thatch's Thatch can? Okay. That's kind of catchy. He's the. Uh, he's more of a like just a mat wrestler, like fucking yeah, high school sub- wrestles people. He's a submission well, specialist. Watch that bullshit in the WWE ring. It's kind of <laughs> <it's kinda> like <laughs> if you ever. It's kind of like if you ever watch New Japan. Zack Saber Jr. He just puts him whatever fucking thing he can grab and just legs. twists it eight hundred different directions. Yeah, he don't slam people. He just puts them in arm and leg locks and just rolls around on the ground with them until he fucking. It's like get out of here with that. He's boring ass shit. <laughs> Nobody wants to see that. He'll know. never be over like that. All right, the next match you got Cameron Grimes and L.A. Knight. He gave it three and a quarter star, or three and three quarter stars. Hmm. I can I can see that. Uh, L.A. Knight, bro, it's his game. Are they still both in the new NXT? As of right now, yeah. yeah. Well, I, you can't get rid of L.A. Knight, bro. He's the million dollar champ. No, he's not. <laughs> oh, did he end up losing that? He lost the title to Cameron Grimes. Oh well. So guess he's the butler now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> nah, he's already moved on to bigger and better things. We'll talk about it when we get to NXT. Uh. Yeah, Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai, three and a half stars. I'm sure it was barn burner. It was actually a pretty decent match. I mean, I mean, then I told you them. I would say though, even though they're a tag team and together, keep team together, whatever. Like I would say, they're the most two talented females that NXT's got now that they have moved on from some other. Dakota Dakota Kai kicked the shit out of her for most of the match, and Raquel Gonzalez just took everything she took and then hit her big move at the end and won. Yeah, and then after that. Uh, Kaylee Ray made her debut in NXT, the former longest reigning NXT UK women's champion. Hmm. So, all right, next match, you had Walter and Ilya Dragunov, which is the highest score of the night. Yeah, these dudes beat the shit out of each other, bro. Uh, he One, gave it five and a quarter stars. The Dragunov's head, quarter. Dragunov's head looked like it was fucking half chopped off. What did he give the extra with. quarter for? I don't know. He felt he felt generous. He was giving it the Kenny Omega scores. Oh, dude, they've chopped the fuck out of each other. They beat the shit out of each other. Look Probably like- because I think the last time that he ranked their match, uh, Walter and Dragunov won. I think he gave it five stars. So um, he, had to, he had to make this one better. They uh, they look like they went to war by the time the match was over with. They did go to fucking war. Well, I mean, they look like two dudes have been in a real fight, not a WWE or like a wrestling match fight. Like, they look like they literally, like, decided to just throw potatoes the whole time at each other, which there was a couple, a couple I'm sure, thrown, and them chops where you could see how much blood was coming out of their chest on them from the, like, which, at the end of the match, like, their chests were fucked oh yeah. up. Which, speaking of a potato, uh, LA Knight 
fucking throw one at Cameron Grimes because if he saw Cameron Grimes Tuesday night, he had a huge fucking welt yeah. bruise on the top of his head. Yeah, you know that. <laughs> so, you know how that. He probably needed to. He could have to the moon. That's where we're going. But all right, and uh, Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly. He gave it four stars. And Adam Cole did what the right thing. Lost on the way now. And back. well, he put O'Reilly over real good in the match too. His contract's for sure done now. Yeah, he's done, done. And WWE let him not have that no compete. What from what I've got, what I've gathered, and what, what I've read on the guys that he was going to go ahead and resign with them. So once again, Vince McMahon went with that old hand, handshake situation. And well, his like, nah, contract dead. was up ninety days ago. Yeah, well, they've he's... been working on handshake ever since. Right, and they expected An him extension. to resign. And he was like, nah, I'm good. But the thing is, if your contract expires, you're, you don't have a non-compete clause. You served out your contract, so they can't make you not – they can't make you sit out. No, I thought – It's one thing was. if you get fired and somebody buys out your non-compete clause or anything like that. But, uh, yeah, if you serve out your contract, it, you're free to sign wherever you want as soon as your contract's up. Either way, they expected him to resign with them, and that's why they let him out of, out of any type of site. Like, well, isn't that why uh, old boy got fired? Kind of a little bit, yeah, but yeah, they did let, basically the same exact shit. Let Adam let Cole's contract expire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Vince McMahon went ahead and just let him go on to another company, I guess, or maybe not. Who knows? He might sit at home for a while and go still go back to WWE. They, you know, they haven't. You can't rule that out until you actually see him in a ring someplace else or get signed by someone else. So unless Samoa he, Joe's back in WWE. Unless he believes CM Punk shoes. Yeah, I did have an AC. Yeah, yeah, that's all fucking. And the next one had a BW on it. That's all ones for the birds. But, but then know. his last, but then his last one had PBR on it. So does that mean Matt Cordona's coming? Probably. Or he just likes to drink PBR, which is sad. Yeah, I like PBR. Nah, he's straight edge. You don't drink at all. You do like PBR? Yeah, I'll drink PBR all day. Shit, fucking a. You know, you guys are meant for I each other. I used to be a PBR aficionado. No, you fucking disgusting. Ass I had all period. sorts of. I'll drink. I'll drink Old Millie Light all uh, day too. That's some hard shit, my man. So you guys are meant to what about, be. What about the beast eyes? That's where I draw the line. <laughs> Should be where you, everyone draws. I remember. The line. I remember the first time like I ran out of beer at a thing and I was shit pissed drunk and Luke handed me one of those. Goes here, this will make it up, or just keep drinking this. I took. I was pissed drunk. Took a drink of it. and I'm like, fuck this. Nope. Poured it out on the ground. Ain't drinking that shit. I'm like, no. Oh, so, you guys are fucking terrible, man. That's great. That's shit. Terrible beer. You guys drink on every once in a while. Hey, I'm, drink, I'm drinking Hand of Fate. I'm drinking my hometown beer tonight. This motherfucker <laughs> in the PBRs, though. And then the last match of the weekend, the main event, as Clint called it last week, Samoa Joe highlighting you. the main event. I told you. Uh, he gave Joe and Cross three and a half stars. Wah, wah, wah. Well, you know what I think what added to it is his suspenders and mask from the next night oh yeah that he had on raw yeah his old <laughs> lady you, wasn't with him again on raw the next night either. You, she was gone i don't think she's well i don't think she's cleared to compete when he looked like the she g- don't compete anyway she just stands there and looks pretty oh well maybe she ain't cleared for yeah that she hasn't she hasn't wrestled in actual years she was a wrestler at one point and yeah, she's just a manager she holds the clock and tells people that TikTok. their time's coming and all that yeah and laughs then she also does the crazy ass scream in the middle of the ring in the beginning. She wears the gloves with the claws on them, so she looks like she's got kitty cat claws. Which Darby Darby Allen kind of took those gloves, if you noticed lately. That's really weird because he's a dude. Well, <laughs> next time he comes out, watch it. He's wearing those black gloves and has like red fingernails, like sharper fingernails on them. Freddy Krueger shit, man. So Freddy Krueger shit. Darby Allen. I get two gold Scorpio in the ring just out showing everybody and they still give him no respect. 
So what? Okay. Last last week, if we run down the card, we all picked Alexa Bliss because we all knew that was going to fucking happen. Uh, I forget that I did that because I didn't even give a fuck about that. Yeah. That, no, that was my rant last week. Why the <laughs> fuck was this on SummerSlam? <laughs> it's pretty sad that Baron Corbin and Big E who wrestled in a match were on the pre-show and then they put that shit with Eva Marie on the actual show. That is, yeah, it was terrible. Which, speaking of Eva Marie, she lost her dewdrop. Yeah, dewdrop turned on her. Oh, yeah. At the end of the match. Put yeah. her up, and then put on Eva Marie's fucking uh, Ric Flair robe and, like, fucking made fun of her like she was Eva Marie and danced away. And then on Monday Night really Raw, she had the opportunity to drop dewdrop. And she's like, nah, I like it. I'm going to keep it. Uh, I'm a, uh, Who gave her the opportunity? What well, mean? I mean, she actually had the time. Or, or if you, I mean, Vince gave her the fucking name, so they ain't going to change it. But she could have been like, I'm actually Piper Niven. Oh, yeah. Makes me zero sad So that I don't watch Monday Night Raw anymore when they do, <laughs> when they do shit like that. So I wasn't wrong. Did you just see that shit? That she's, this she, motherfucker just did a backflip leg drop off the top rope. And then after that, she got destroyed with a uh, production cart by uh, Eva Marie, so they're going to build that match. Hmm. And then what? Uh, you, I don't think you picked a winner, oh. but you, or I think you picked AJ and Omos. Yeah, I did. RK Bro won, so me and Clint got that one right. Which that shit was so stupid. RK Bro is the new tag team champions. And then on the main event on Monday Night Raw, you actually had a match between Riddle and AJ Styles. That was was it decent. Oh yeah, it was good. The uh, I mean, I've never seen AJ Styles in a bad match ever. Keep your eyes they're, over there for a second. They're gonna build it for a few weeks before they have that rematch. Damn! Backflip leg drop. Have you ever seen that before? No, I haven't. That's because it's too cold, Scorpio. Which actually, that rematch will probably happen at uh, Extreme Rules between. Almost and RK bro. And it'll be a ladder match where almost doesn't more. have to climb the ladder and AJ gets on his shoulders to get the title belt down instead of him climbing the ladder to get the belt down. I just mm. need to see almost on a singles match. He's had he's had a couple, but I mean it was against like Riddle. The and, best uh, thing about it is he's getting a little he doesn't look extremely stiff. Like he's not giant Gonzalez or he's not He's, um, he he's got like his five moves, like I, like me and Ashley were watching it against Riddle or whatever, and I'm like, okay, this is what he's gonna do. He's gonna throw him into the turnbuckle, and then he's gonna run at him and crush him, and then he's gonna throw him across the ring, and then he's gonna choke slam him, and it's gonna be over. And that's what happened. He's not great, Collie, with it. His knees bend. I guess that's the. He's more Carl Malone than. He looks even better than <laughs> Titus O'Neil in the ring. Really, Titus is a big, stiff, uncoordinated sob. You can tell he never played Nintendo as a child. Probably never swam either. <laughs> Which last last week or when we were watching SummerSlam, is it bad that I don't ever even remember watching the Usos and the Mysterios wrestle for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships? I fast forwarded through it the next day. I remember it. it just wasn't very good. Which I think we all picked the Usos to. Nothing retain. memorable happened in it. All right. And then, uh, yeah, <laughs> he's all right. Yeah, Damien Priest and uh, Sheamus for the United States title, which I I know I picked Damien Priest. Yeah, I did too. If you ask me, that was the match of the night. Sheamus always puts on good matches. Uh, that whole entire card, I feel like that was the best match. Really, which, you're putting over a Sheamus match. I am. Which since we're since I've been bringing up what's happened on Monday Night Raw for the fallout, I'll just bring it up. Like the show started with uh, Bobby Lashley coming out and proclaiming that he kicked the shit out of Goldberg and that he's the Almighty. Damian Priest came out and was like called him a fucking coward. Did they mention that he put his son in the hurt lock? Yeah. Yeah, they should have. 
Well, MVP was kind of like he he. How would he know that it was Goldberg's son or whatever? So, and then they tried to play it off that uh, Goldberg's son shouldn't have came in the ring or whatever. And how would Lashley have known when somebody jumps on him from behind that it would have been Goldberg's son or whatever? <laughs> but Priest came out and called him a coward and all that, and he's like, maybe I should challenge you for the wwe championship or whatever oh man they're trying to get damian priest not over real quick well no right after that sheamus came out of nowhere and attacked fucking uh priest no man the the rivalry should be over after fucking SummerSlam. so then match they can't top that so then right after that drew mcintyre came out to help him so of course then we get the tag match with priest and mcintyre against was that the main event no it opened the show as i say it's become smackdown hasn't it but uh, Lashley ended up leaving fucking Sheamus by himself in the ring, and he got Claymore and lost. So now uh, next week on Monday Night Raw, we get Sheamus and Lashley, and I'm pretty sure if Sheamus wins, they'll get that WWE title I think shot. It's gonna be Damian Priest versus uh, Drew McIntyre then. So no, because uh, they're trying to play it off as being buddy buddy. Because later on in the night, Priest is like, "Thanks for coming out and helping me or whatever," and he's like. Yeah, I've been watching you, and you, you you're doing the right things and all that. And then he's like, "How about we go out for some pints and you see if you can hang with me or whatever." So then they supposedly went out drinking. <laughs> Lame. Poor Damian Priest. It's a good thing that he's got a cool enough edge that he could probably almost get this storyline over, so he can recover from it. Um, <laughs> because it sounds to me like they, they're once again incredibly bad writing. What did Damian Priest do in NXT? He was the North American champion. Just put on a fuckload of really good matches is all I got to say. I mean, he's just Scott Hall cool. He's got just a very he had fucking... That, he had that in it. The North, who did he have the North American title match with? I think I watched that one. Um, uh, Johnny Gargano, he wrestled him, him and Johnny Gargano and Damon, Donovan, Dominic Dijakovic all wrestled in That's T-Bar. Uh, all wrestled in a fucking really good match against each other. Um... I believe him and Keith Lee wrestled a few times for the North American yeah, title. Yeah, he feuded with Keith yeah, Lee. Yeah, um, I remember watching the Keith Lee, because you were all pumped about Keith Lee, and I was like, dude, I like this Damian Priest here. And I think him like and Bronson him. Reed, when Bronson Reed first showed up, had a couple really good matches with each other, too. Um, but either way, he just has... He, feud, there's, he feuded with Finn Balor for a little bit, too. He, he has that fucking Kevin Nash, Scott Hall kind of real cool-ass vibe to him when he comes to the ring. When he just, he's just, Other than the shooting the fake arrow... Like, he just has a very fucking, like, if they made a new NWO, I would want him to be in it. Weird. Which, speaking... He, he just, spe- to me, feels like Kevin Nash he, and Scott Hall when he, he comes out. He uses machismo. He gets, yeah, exactly the words that I'm looking for. He <laughs> uses machismo. Which, I feel like no matter what, they could give him... They could give him some type of a fucking shit horrible gimmick, and I think that he would probably find a way to get it over. I, I think them throwing Bad Bunny at him was a way to see if th- that he would, you know succeed or fail and i think he took that and fucking overly succeeded with it and uh i I don't know man i think he's gonna be a big one in the next few years i really do which speaking of the nwo at SummerSlam, it was awesome with fucking uh xavier woods being uh he came out with the whole oh yeah i forgot about that he had the wolf pack outfit yeah razor ramon he had his hair like scott halls and he had a big ass fucking like the front of it was all fucking tweeted down like a big ass fucking like when he came out with the drip stick like 5000 or whatever the fuck it was called he stole miz and horse and water gun and it's called the drip stick five five thousand yeah i think so and it was just a giant water tank with a water gun attached to the front of it like a a water water cooler tank yeah the water cooler tank 
and fucking uh, he has he had his whole outfit was red and black and shit, and he had a toothpick in his mouth, and he came out and, through the crowd like Scott Hall actually, did when he first showed up in WCW. Actually, the, okay, the shirt that that <laughs> shirt that he was wearing, uh, that's the NWO logo, yeah. but it says it's it's got the New Day. Yep. Wow. They actually released that shirt to his, be, his, be able to buy it. His outfit was cool looking, and I was like, man, I hope Kofi shows up tomorrow night in a Kevin Nash looking so, outfit, because so that would be cool. So Xavier Hall is dumber than some fucking Orange looked, Cassidy shirt. Dude, he looked ignorant, but we're gonna call like, We're going to call him Razor Woods or Xavier Hall. <laughs> what? I mean, yeah, it's dude. the new day doing the dumb you, shit they you do. You got to go back and pull that up just to watch that shit, because the gimmick It's funny. though. He just looked funny as shit, because me and him were looking at him. I was like, dude, does he say too sweet on his pants? And it showed <laughs> his face, and he had the fucking Scott Hall like curled down in front of his face, but it was like he's got that giant afro, so it was like all the way down past his chin. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> it was good. All right, moving on to other SummerSlam matches. What We had uh, Rhea, Nikki, and... Charlotte for the Raw Championship, which Charlotte, of course, walked out because of Becky's return. So now, now you got to build those two. And ruin that other girl's whole gimmick that they pushed so hard to get over with all the little kids and everything. The non-bullying and It was and all ruined that. before it fucking started. It's nah. like the seventh time they've done that bullshit. Yeah, but it was working this time, though. Working this time. With all the kids. They barely got, worked the first time. They don't you got nobody. Fucking... Right now, they had Bailey was like the last person that was for the kids. Bianca. She ain't for the kids. She's for women's empowerment and fucking like she's for the kids. Not really. I haven't seen her say one thing about the kids. Yeah, I've seen her talk. Be the best, the toughest, the strongest. Yeah, for... eat your vitamins, say your fucking prayers. Like she ain't tell the kids to do kid that. Shit. She's been about that woman empowerment stuff though, and, yeah, and women girls. being the best. No, she ain't said nothing about little girls. But little girls do look up to her. Now Bailey, she was about the hugs and the little kids, and came out and gave headbands to little girls and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Bianca came out and started giving hair bands to little girls and things like that. And then I could say, okay, she's for the kids. She don't do that shit. Nikki Cross she wasn't comes cool. Out, she at swings one point her fucking hair in her entire on camera career. Thing. And Bian- the fucking Bianca's superhero bullshit wasn't going to get over. Well, she's not good enough of a performer. She was because they were digging up. She might still be. They might still do that superhero gimmick and shit. But because. Becky came back. They thought, well, goddamn, we got to give Charlotte a belt so that way they can wrestle each other, and then Becky can either have both belts or Charlotte can have both belts because one of them is going to leave the company soon. Yeah, I don't think it's Becky. No, probably uh, not. <laughs> that, the thing is, going back and listening to the episode, I'm pretty sure all three of us had different picks. I won. Well, actually, if you listen to it, me and Clint both said Charlotte is going to win, but this is who we want to win. <laughs> so, um, but. Uh, yeah, man, I just it's it was it's always predictable when it comes to shit like that. And then of course we got to talk about the return of the man, Becky Lynch. Uh, I mean, like I said earlier, I, I think WWE did exactly like everybody's pissed about it, and that's exactly what WWE wanted. They they came out and they said specifically that now that Becky Lynch is back, she is a heel going forward. Seth Rollins is a she heel. She was a heel before she left. Seth Rollins is a heel. So, you know, they don't, they know that fucking they live together, whatever. They got a kid together. You can't have one be a heel and one be a face. That makes no sense. Um, so what they did was they had her come out and beat Bianca with a rock bottom in like fucking 6.2 seconds. Yeah. And it had everybody pissed at her immediately after they were just happy to come back. So they, they immediately get her over as a heel. Um, because it pissed everyone off at that. But Bianca's put on such a good performance as a champion since she won the belt. 
and she, you know she's defended it, and she's been you know didn't strong. do anything for Bianca Blair. I can tell you that she's been this strong champion well, who's you know done all this stuff. And so Becky comes out, squashes her in two seconds, which like I said, like you said, doesn't do anything for Bianca, kind of, but not really. Which Becky never actually technically lost her all championship. So because and then Becky you know that pins her the story, and then that that if you look at the internet, not yeah, everyone's mad because Becky won Seth's in two on seconds. SmackDown, so they're not going to put them on opposite brands because they'll be in different cities. No, well, yeah, she's on. She's on SmackDown and now. fucking Smack or USA was pissed about that shit too. They got Brock Lesnar and fucking yep. Becky Lynch. Yep. So so anyways, um, and then you get Bianca who got smashed out in three six point two seconds by by Becky. So now that everyone's mad that Becky's won, it gets Bianca even more over because everybody's feeling very sympathetic to the fact that she was such a I don't good think champion. It gets it over. I think and she's sad for. Her. Yeah, exactly. But that's what's that's what WWE's thinking is going to get translating into. That's what WWE's thinking. That's what WWE's thinking is going to get her over though. That people are going to feel so sympathetic for Bianca that they're just going to want to see her get back in there and beat Becky for that title and win it back. I don't even think and put and her in a title and, and I think she's, that's an old way of thinking. She's the number one contender. Sure. Uh, she, I, yeah, yeah. Last last night on SmackDown, Becky opened the show, came out with the title. It's like I'm back. I don't care what you guys think for the most part. Like you guys. Thought it was shitty what I did to Bianca or whatever, but she's like, I've been around the WWE long enough to know that I caught her off guard and I got the belt back or whatever. No. And then... uh, That's a shit horrible excuse. And then Bianca came out and was like, how about I get my rematch here tonight on SmackDown and the crowd erupted. And then uh, Zelina Vega came out and was like, whoa, 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 sweetheart or whatever. You don't just get to go to the front of the line, which the bad part is Zelina Vega keeps coming out and doing that and she hasn't won a match and... Since she's came back to WWE, well, I mean, says she she's a support champion. champion and she's gonna lose for the next. She's gonna eat plates of shit just like Triple H. And then, <laughs> and then uh, right after that, Carmella came out and wanted her title shot because she was supposed to get it. And then after that, fucking Liv Morgan came out for the first time since Money in the Bank, and she wanted a title shot. Sounds to me like they don't so know they, how to write for the women. So they all kind of <laughs> argue with each other. Sounds like SmackDown. Back um, in the day. They all kind of argue with each other until Bianca looks at all three of them and is like, uh-uh, that ain't happening. I'm getting my title shot or whatever. And she looks at Becky and goes, how about you say, champ? She goes, Becky looks at her and goes, nah, I'm good, and takes her belt and left the ring. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was actually kind of funny. Hmm. So then uh, the very first match was a four-way elimination match between the chicks, and Bianca won, so she's the new number one contender. Whenever they decide to give her that title match, so probably extreme. That's what I say. It'd be rules. extreme rules. Uh, she'll probably lose. You uh, think Bianca Belair will lose? Yeah. Well, yeah, because now they got to since SummerSlam is pretty much champion versus champion. Now they're going to build it to where Charlotte and Survivor Series it'll be Charlotte versus Becky. Becky championship versus championship or champion. Whoever wins gets both belts. Hopefully they end something the like draft, that. Then. Something like that. Which the draft is supposed to happen before SummerSlam because SummerSlam is November and the draft's supposed Survivor to be Survivor Series, you mean? Yeah. What did I just say? SummerSlam. SummerSlam, yeah. Two S's. It's all good. But, uh, yeah, it's supposed to – the draft's supposed to be in October sometime. They need to stop but that it, shit. But the draft was already supposed to happen this weekend originally. One, one champion. It was supposed to happen the right. weekend after SummerSlam. So. Including NXT. <laughs> no, that don't make sense. So yeah. then – they don't have good WWE guys to go down to NXT all the time. No, they just need to not have that show and use new guys like they use new guys to build their team, not to fucking farm indie guys to give jobs to. 
Well, now their now their plans not to farm indie guys. They're gonna find people that don't know how to wrestle and turn them into the WWE product that they want. So. Yeah, it's a rainbow NXT now, right? Yeah, uh, it's kind of like paintball splotchy. Yeah, it, it was yeah, if the, if if he let the young bucks color it. It's almost like when you're a little kid and your mom says, "What type of paint do you want on your wall?" and you say, "You want it to just throw paint all over everywhere." <laughs> and so she lets you just splatter paint all and over then, the wall. Everywhere. And then they let Wally new and sing trendy, the new it. theme song, and it sounds horrible too. New and trendy to who? To what? Well, see, not even giving it a chance. You're shitting on it before it even starts. I think it's just about everyone that's a fan of NXT shitting on it before it ever starts. Well, I mean. If you're a fan of WWE, I'm just probably shouldn't be a fan well, yeah, I got, of NXT. I got a, like NXT is WWE. I got a couple texts uh, Sunday WWE. night. I got a couple texts Sunday night from people I know, and they're like, what's the point of watching NXT TakeOver when they're just going to destroy the show on Tuesday? So, I can see Vince Did they McMahon. have a show on Tuesday? Yeah. It was a pre-recorded, but yeah, they had one. I see Vince McMahon looking at that rainbow going, that's good shit, pal. And they're no longer at Full Sail University. They're, they're strictly they're out the of performance the... performance center. Yep. That'll get the kids in there watching. Damn, they ain't even at Full Sail no more. Strictly the performance center. They haven't been center. like... I mean, they went to Full Sail because of the pandemic. Before that, though, they weren't really there. It's a shame. Well, they were actually out on the road touring right. as NXT. So. Oh, well. They never did get back on the road, did they? All I, I can they? say is it was yeah. fun while it lasted. <laughs> it was. And then uh, you have Edge and Rollins, which I think you both picked Edge and I picked Rollins. Who won? Well, Edge, of course. Edge. Come on, bro. Sexton Hardcastle in the building. <laughs> fucking. He did came they, out did to they the brood. any fucking brood shit? No, he came out to the brood. Well, they brought a giant box out to the fucking rampway like they did with uh, the Fiend at WrestleMania. And then Edge came up out of the box uh, like brood style. And then he came down a little ways and got down on his knees, and then the real ed- the real edge music, the regular edge music hit, and fucking he got up and did his regular entrance for the rest of the way of the ring. But it was cool. His giant, he wore like the trench coat like he always wears, and on the trench coat it had little Easter eggs all over the trench coat for different points and times in his career. And there was brood symbols on there, and there was ENC symbols on there, and there's just all kinds of really neat shit on there. So if you go back and and watch WrestleMania, WrestleMania, SummerSlam, and you uh, pay attention to Edge's jacket, there's all kinds of really little neat things all over it. And, um, yeah, dude, he came out and fucking did his thing and beat Seth Rollins like everyone knew he was going to. And then, uh, I don't know, was he on SmackDown this Friday? Yeah. Edge. Uh, They both were. Yeah. Uh, Edge Edge came out and it's like, I told you I was going to beat Rollins or whatever, and now I'm going to change my focus to what I originally... came here for and going after the universal title and then like right after that they had a promo with rollins and rollins is like edge i want to thank you because you made me realize that i am like you and i'm gonna take my game to the next step and do what it takes to go to the next level like you did or whatever so he's gonna become more batshit crazy i have a feeling so edge is talking about going after roman reigns again yeah. Yeah, but that's not going to happen. He's going to get sidelined by some other horse shit, probably. <laughs> I mean, they have Brock Lesnar back. That's, that's, we, okay, so what are we going to do now? We can have ne- Brock and Edge? Neither one of them was actually like in the ring. It was backstage promos. So. Yeah. I hope Brock Lesnar just comes out and fucking smashes him German suplex fucking 30 fucking times and we never see Edge again. He did a German suplex John Cena at the end of the show. Yeah. It's... I'm thinking that. Once Edge is done with WWE, that'll be like the last good days WWE has. And then no, the rest of it's just going to be comic booky, cartoony it's, it's shit. It's been bullshit from here since on he's out. come back. So I feel like he's going to end up 
going to AEW and teaming with Christian, and it'll be Christian Cage and Sexton Hardcastle. He's still got a couple of years on his contract, doesn't he? So, who, Edge? Edge. Fuck if I know. Signed like a three-year deal. I'm sure he's regretting it halfway now. <laughs> it's hard telling what's going to happen. You see WWE 2K22 and the developers are, the developers and WWE are having all kinds well, of problems with their WWE, He doesn't understand how technology works. That and they fired well, everybody. Well, they finally gave a release date. They fired like half the roster for that, that game they've been right, right. And he's like, hey, that takes time to fucking uncode these fucking characters. And no, shit, no, blah, just, blah. just get rid of them, pal. No, we need it out now. <laughs> yeah, no, that ain't, it's going to be another year before your game no, comes out now, like, Doug. No, it's like, Vince, this is how It's like, no, work. you need to just keep them in because then people don't have to build them the day the game comes out. <laughs> because you know they're going to. Fucking Vince McMahon and his technology. Yeah, See? I, you, you, can, so good. you can guarantee on the community mode the day that it comes out, pretty much every AEW wrestler is going to be created and uploaded. <laughs> so then you can have that game because who knows when the AEW game is going to come out either. I mean, they did they did announce that uh, what is it March two thousand twenty two is when two K twenty two comes out. Yeah, it's supposed so. to be, but I bet it gets held back till like fucking June. Well then, well, 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 then you might as well. Well, then you might as well. Game has been breaking them too. Like that's the reason they're not in the fucking clear yeah but i mean i'm talking about i'm talking about the wwe game but these fucking you're gonna have the game come out next year you might as well just call it wwe 2k 23 (laughs) that's what i said i think that's what's gonna end up happening i think it's you're gonna see another delay on it and it's gonna end up being wwe 2k 23 to be honest i really do because they they're letting too many fucking people go they really are and then you can't like you said it takes time to re-go back in they have to go back in and take all them people back out of that game now and fucking code in different people. It ain't like you can just go in there and change their fucking name. Well, well that's what... So are they going to put in different people, or are they just going to fucking take out the people that are gone and not worry about it? The, who knows? If that's the case, you ain't going to have very big rosters. Right. Well, yeah, because you've got rid of 100 people in the last year. Can't put all the DX on there anymore. Don't have all of them on your contract. <laughs> they had a match, too. That was a pretty good match. Uh, Gun Club. Oh, on yeah, that's what got me pumped because I was asking a lot like week before. I was like, "What's the fucking Gun Club been at? I ain't been on here." Billy yeah. Gunn's a goddamn man, ain't he? he is Son of a bitch, bro. Uh, he's old. Well, and, well, I don't know. He's good. He's got to be what fifty-five, maybe. I mean, you're starting to see just he's a little older now. In his face, but, that's the only yeah. place. The motherfucker's still stacked like he fucking <laughs> goddamn. He's uh, tall as shit too. Stack of dimes. Like six eight, right? His sons are funny to look at because the one's really tall, like he is, but he's lanky, and the other one's really buff, like he is, but short, like this his wife probably or whatever. But they're all good, pretty good wrestlers. To be honest with you, they're they're not bad. Who'd they wrestle? And uh, Austin Gunn is uh, undefeated in singles competition. Uh, was it Nick Camarado, QT Marshall, and oh, Aaron Solo, right. the Nightmare Factory? So that's pretty cool. Austin Gunn's still undefeated. In or wait, not singles. the nightmare. The factory. The factory. The nightmare. The nightmare family in the factory. Yeah. I always call it the Monster Factory because that's mm-hmm. the school that they're from. They just call them the Gun With, Club. Uh, the night, though they didn't. QT Marshall and Blue Meanie. They didn't talk about all that. Well, we haven't got the AEW yet, so we'll just uh, we got two more matches for SummerSlam. So you had Goldberg and Lashley. Yeah. I, Which we all picked last. I did watch that. Exactly. I liked him getting his ass whooped. What? I mean, it was real good till the end. Whenever when the referee, the referee stoppage. No, when Goldberg was selling the leg real poorly, <laughs> and then he realized his son got the hurt lock, and then he got up on both hurt on the hurt knee they and crawled across the match the, because his leg hurt. Right? Yeah, he couldn't continue because his match. But then when he found out his son got hurt, he crawled across the ring like his leg wasn't hurt, 
and then sat up on the knee. Well, he had to choke the kid out for smiling for yeah. being put in the hurt but lock. Then, but then he, like, put all the pressure on the knee that was hurt that he was sitting on. It was like, hey, that's supposed to be the knee that got hurt. You couldn't continue the match well, with. Well, he like, is a superhuman. I think it's because he had WCW in his blood. Superhero when he needs to be. And doesn't know how to sell right. <laughs> hey, he, he did tell Lashley, like, last week, I'll always be Goldberg, so, or whatever. But, yeah, that sounds confusing. But... Uh, Man, I'm gonna forget about this before if I don't say it. Okay. It's not about SummerSlam. Fucking, uh, you talking about no selling and shit? Uh, Dynamite. Uh, big ass motherfucker. I think his name might be Pierre or something. Oh, uh, Cesar Benoni. Cesar Benoni, no yeah. selling everybody. Yeah. Fucking pissed me off. Yeah. He's part of the wing, the wingman. Wing nuts. Fucking. Which, wing which uh, we. Zach. The, was, uh, the, the match that I told you I didn't write down because I didn't think it was Dolph Ziggler's brother. About. Comedy duo, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, Ryan Nemeth. Yeah, he looks just like his brother. He does. He's like when WCW was, uh, made Brad Armstrong be road dog. He was dick shaking and stuff, too. Yeah, that's what I say. It's I, like when WCW I do, made. I do like it, though, how, like. The wingman is supposed to be the four guys, but now it's like the three of them with Peter Avalon. It's like Peter Avalon's not a wingman anymore. Is he pretty? Who's pretty Peter Avalon? Pretty Peter. He got his ass beat. Yeah, and, uh, what, did, what was he's had it? his ass beat since day one in W or <laughs> AEW. Who are they wrestling? I forget. Moxley, Darby, and oh, yeah, yeah, Kingston. Yeah, Jr. said uh, every once in a while, Moxley and Kingston. That's damn near my like high prep, spot for the week. And pretty. He didn't even write it down. It's like, hey, worth talking about. <laughs> well, that's because it's a fucking squash match. Come on, yeah, dude! It was good. That I, was that was pretty much all for storyline. It almost got me excited about Darby Allen, to be honest. Dol- with you. That's like, just to put Darby in front of people and Moxley in front of people. Dolph Ziggler's brothers doing the same thing that WCW did with Road Dog and Brad <laughs> Armstrong when they made him like the I can't remember what his name, his name was like 420 or something like that, and he was supposed to be like the WCW version of Road Dog. It's like right as soon as 2000 hit, almost. I didn't know he was in WCW. They did a gimmick, and he was supposed to be Road Dog, but he wasn't. Like he was. Like his, I can't remember exactly what his name was, but it was like his name was like 420 or. I thought he went straight from WWE to fucking TNA. Or it was something Dog or something like that. No, not Road Dog. Brad Armstrong. Oh. He they made him do a gimmick in WCW that was the Road Dog in WWE. That, that the sounds, same exact gimmick. That sounds more like WCW. But it was like his <laughs> name was 420 or something really stupid like that, and it was only a couple weeks, and it was like you gotta. It just didn't. He came out with like a tie dye shirt on and shit, and he 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 grew like dreadlocks, like his brother. Put hair <laughs> extensions on him and shit. He looked ridiculous. <laughs> and then we got the final match of SummerSlam: uh, John Cena and Roman Reigns. Put me to sleep. I was ready for bed after that shit got over, man. It's the ten moves of doom. It's just a long match, and it was stupid. The best part of it was John Cena's uh, t-shirt. Roman Reigns talking shit wasn't good. No, the whole match was just, just too slow. It's too slow. I don't want to watch something that slow. <laughs> that makes me turn wrestling off when it's that slow. There's no fast pace. There's no action. It's it deliberate. Just slow. Psychology. There was no psychology. It was just slow, boring bullshit. It was <laughs> it was Roman dominating and uh, Cena trying to get, the stories trying to get the that quick table. win. They could have told it in about 15 minutes less than. Because <laughs> that was bullshit. That's funny. And then Brock came out. So we had the return of Lesnar. And, and Brock did there. nothing. And actually, the nothing. best actually the best part of that match was Paul Heyman's reaction when Brock came out. <laughs> He's all smiley. So, does Paul does Paul stick with his tribal chief, or does he go back to the beast? I think either way, Paul's making money, so it don't matter. <laughs> yeah, what a problem to have. 
Which we might as well just go into it. It'd be great if the night of the match, Paul's not there at all. And I'm like, where's Paul? And then fucking he shows up in AEW with isn't CM it, Punk. Isn't it weird in the same week you see CM Punk like having fun for the first time ever and like not having a chip on his shoulder and just enjoying the moment and everything? And then also Brock Lesnar coming out all smiley, giggly shits. Yeah, he just looking got like a big a, ass payday is why looking he's like a, like, <laughs> looking like a Viking man. He gets yeah. to be Brock Lesnar and do whatever and he wants. Actually, he got his big payday because CM Punk came back. 2021's a weird place. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Viking fucking. Here's the question. It's kind of neat. Here's the question. Did Brock Lesnar buy all 50,000 fans inside Allegiant Stadium <laughs> ice cream bars? That's a good question. Yeah, I'm sure. Nah, I'm sure he, he did nah, not. He, did he not. punched a time clock. Twitch, all the just, to answer, yep. just, to answer, uh, just to answer. Just to answer your question from last week, though. CM Punk selling the ice cream bars at All Out, so we'll be able to get one. I've got to buy one. That's Are you gonna eat it too? No, I'm gonna save it the whole paper and bring it home. Take a lunchbox. No, take a lunchbox. Won't even let me take a box in the building. They probably think I got box. a bomb. I'll let you take a lunchbox. Like take a so take a lunchbox. I'll give you a couple ice packs to put in it, and then they ain't gonna let me in the buy, building. Buy it. You ain't gotta go in the, the room. Night. Yeah, buy it at the end of the night. Put it in the car. Bring it home. It's gonna. By the time I get to the motherfucking, it'll ha- pay car, for itself, Clint. By the time I get it to the car, it'll be melted, bro. Two years from now, maybe like CM Punk dies sometime down the road. That's and you're like, a terrible Dude, thing I got to an say. Ice cream bar from his fucking AEW debut, and it's completely fifty thousand dollars. People are selling the fucking wrappers from that night for a thousand. And bucks. I'll have two wrappers if I get two of them because I, I ain't gonna I save the, the shit till it gets home. Sell that shit. Actually, I told Luke that, or I told Lucas he could have it if he wants it. I'm gonna I can make get another one. I'm gonna make the wrapper be <laughs> in such. I'm gonna try to keep the wrapper in such pristine condition that if I ever meet him, I'll get him to sign it, and that'll be worth double. People were selling it on eBay. You for want a me to be bucks. stupid and try to hold ice cream for fucking like four and a half? It'll be so much ride. more valuable. No, it won't. It'll be time. all over the fucking cooler, melted everywhere, and disgusting. No, it won't. I have to throw <laughs> it out because it'll be so nasty. You're just you, wanting an ice cream bar you, for yourself. You're, you're, <laughs> you're, you're going to miss the opportunity to taste its greatness. It was delicious. Yeah. Buy two of them and keep one. No, I can't. Come I'll, on. If it's that good, I'll end up eating it and be like, oh, I'm sorry I'm fat and ate both of these. <laughs> that, 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 I think that was the highlight of Chris's night. The skinniest Not, uh, kid you know, and fucking I'll eat them both. Yeah, I don't think Chris's highlight was actually seeing CM Punk. I think it was that CM Punk gave him ice cream at the end of the night. <laughs> He's like, fuck, dude, come on. We got to get an ice cream bar before they're all gone. <laughs> that could be two. It could be limited, so I might only get one. So, who knows? I think if I put it in my freezer, D could probably eat it anyway. Be like Somebody would. Yeah, be a you'd, mystery around your You'd house. find the wrapper ripped in half. I'd be pissed. Yeah, but it doesn't matter now. The only ones that are special are fucking the ones that were that night. No, unless they only sell them in Chicago, and that's the only place they decide to sell them is only in Chicago. No, he when said they go there. There. he said he's getting Christian Cage one. Yeah, uh, after uh, Rampage went off air, people of course still taping and releasing the video. Uh, CM Punk came back to the ring, and they talked for like another ten, fifteen minutes. And Christian's like, "I don't think you understand, man. We're fucking excited for you to be here. Welcome or whatever." And then Frankie does the. I'm an OG, been here since day one of AEW, and both of you don't understand how big it is to have both of you guys here or whatever. But then Christian Cage goes, I didn't get an ice cream bar. And CM Punk's like, wait, you didn't get an ice cream bar? He goes, no, I didn't get my ice cream bar. He's like, well, you can buy one in Chicago. That's how it works all out. He goes, I gave you the first one for free. Now you got to pay for the shit. That's what I said. It might be just something that gimmick they only do when they go to Chicago, you know. Well, the company that hand makes the ice cream bars is out of Chicago. Right. So, so I bet that'll be something well, they only do when they go to CM Chicago. CM Punk then. bankrolled that himself, too. Yeah. So smart marketing, bud. 
Shit, man, he got to I'm telling you, I'm kind of interested to see oh, what what his wrestling guitar is going to be If like. he wants his money back from the ice cream bars, all he's got to do is sell that autographed Blackhawks CM Punk jersey they gave him that has the entire team. It's a Punk Blackhawks jersey that was autographed by every member of the Blackhawks with a note that said, welcome home, or Congr- congratulations and all that stuff. So That's badass. He'll, he'll never get rid of that. He's like the world's biggest Blackhawks fan. But I'm kind of excited to see what his wrestling attire is going to be this time around. You know, he's just going to do trunks. I don't know. He wanted to change it in WWE, and they wouldn't let him change it. They they didn't approve. He wanted to change it to, like, uh, MMA type of shorts and go back to – he still had the kick pads or whatever. But like you when think he, they're going to let him do sponsors? When he wrestled in ROH great. and some places like that, like, he had, like, like shorts. He wore shorts and kick pads and, yeah. like, all that. And then when he came to WWE, he started wearing little underpants. And I never quite could understand why that is. But WWE had some kind of – he looked too much like an MMA fighter, basically. And so, at one point in time, if you ever listen to his first podcast he did when he left WWE, he was supposed to yeah, be the next wrestling with uh, Colt Cabana. He, he was supposed to be the next snap into the Slim Jim guy. And what he wanted to do was he wanted to wear trunks, yeah, his colors, and he wanted to put it. their sponsors on. And WWE said, "No, you know, and you're then not gave allowed it to, to Brock do Lesnar." And then gave it to Brock Lesnar. But the snap into the Slim Jim thing, they didn't give to him. They gave to Rey Mysterio. Yeah. They said, no, nah, well, that's not for CM Punk. That's for somebody like a Rey Mysterio. Told me I had too many tattoos. <laughs> but look how many re- tattoos Rey Mysterio has. <laughs> yeah, he's got full, you know. full sleeves. They they tried to sabotage his career just Mexican, a little bit. That doesn't count. They tried to sabotage him just a little bit, I think. Well, I don't think it helped with Paul Heyman running his mouth all the time about him. Like, well, that's probably what kept him down more than anything, Paul Heyman saying how great he was. I mean, he's, like, he's pretty good. At a time where Paul Heyman was like headbutting Vince all the time and Got kicked off his airplane and fucking quit. No, that's true, too. Uh, all right, guys, ready to move to NXT TakeOver? We ran down the car to SummerSlam. Sure. So, yeah, <laughs> the night started with the uh, Million Dollar Championship match with LA Knight and Cameron Grimes, which you picked LA Knight. I know I picked Cameron Grimes. It's bad booking. I don't know either two of them are. It's bad booking. <laughs> bad booking. Well, no, because we'll just run down NXT while we're talking about NXT takeover. Well, bad booking. Well, I guess I'll have to. I guess I'll have to give the spoiler for people that don't know. What do you call it, bad booking. You've been pumped about that match. LA Knight lost, right? Yeah, lost the million dollar championship. Yeah. So if he would have won, but Cameron Grimes also lost the million dollar championship. If he would have won, Ted DiBiase would have been his butler. Would have to I be his butler. I told you Ted DiBiase wasn't making no dates. What I'm saying is, as far as the Million Dollar Championship goes, like that's always been a heel title. Like the fucking, even if he didn't need to be, no, he don't have it no more either. What I'm saying is, he would have been a good heel champion to hold on to that belt for a little while, and it would have got him over as probably one of the main heels on NXT instead of this fucking and all of that. But then you could run off of the fact that that, and they didn't have to be at every date. They could have ran off the fact that Million Dollar Man would have had to be his butler, and they could have shot a couple of vignettes at whatever. I think I can't remember it's somebody's mansion that they're using to do that shit in there in Florida. It's another wrestler's house they're doing that stuff at. It's not actual LA Knight's house he's doing that at. Oh, I have no idea. I know uh, that. Uh, I know when they released Zack Ryder back last year, right after they released him, Vince McMahon asked to use his house. <laughs> for a uh, promo with Mandy Rose and Otis, he LA Knight was on. Yeah, I do uh, remember that. I think. Like, why in the fuck would I let you do that? You just fired me. I think it's Corey Graves' podcast that he was on, and he said that 
he uh i can't remember he said it's somebody's house that they use it's not it wasn't his house it's another wrestler's house that they use and i can't remember whose it is but which i got a butt in like rich because i'll or dick whatever you want to call him today uh <laughs> but no so, they, I, so he, I don't forget it about zach Ryder, uh matt cardona uh he defends the gcw world heavyweight championship the set next saturday night in chicago at the gcw at, show their yeah. summit thing or whatever is in chicago this. yeah but uh versus who mystery opponent open challenge who knows so kurt hawkins probably terry funk right out the hospital hey, john john moxley's in town i think it's gonna be a non-hardcore mm-hmm. wrestler and the gcw mean, fans are just gonna be mad because they're gonna have to watch a non-hardcore match matt cordona showed up and kind of stole john moxley's a... thunder so could be moxley I he, hope, I he hope said not. he was gonna have non-hardcore matches I like hope. that shit ain't for me bro but i'm your champ i hope it's not moxley because he doesn't need to lower his standards back to some bullshit like that he needs to stay where he's at and not you mean lower his standards his gcw standard... from aew that's what i'm saying Psh- ricky the <laughs> fucking sounds like fucking randy the ram his last hardcore match was fucking dog shit terrible with a little poofy ending why Oof. he doesn't need to go to a lower fucking that was standard his, that wrestling wasn't his company. last hardcore match. His last hardcore match was the Texas Death match against oh. Lance Archer. Oh for man, the, the barbed wire was stuck in him at the end. He yeah. was stuck to the table. They had to come oh. help him out. He could see it in his skin. It was disgusting. Oof. But uh, he don't need to do. He don't need to go to fucking GCW and have light tubes all shoved in his butt. Well, he kept <laughs> he, he kept, don't he kept oh, showing up for like three light tubes and buttholes. He kept showing up for like three appearances and. The uh, fucking kept attacking Nick Gage, so I think he was the one that was supposed to get that title shot. But his kid was born, and then AEW so. was like, "You know what? We need you to not be dead because we're paying you to be on our show. So we don't want you to do this weird hardcore shit where they stab each other with light tubes and try to give each other cancer." So, so then Cordona, <laughs> giving each other so cancer? then Cordona, the shit inside the light tubes will give you cancer, bro. It's it's, it's like powder mercury <laughs> gets in your skin and your blood and whatnot. I can give you, don't you think cancer. They got gimmick light tubes? No, I don't. I think they use real fucking light tubes. Yeah, they do. You can tell because as soon as those things break, they slice the shit out of people. And I've had one break on me before. Oh, so. me too. They'll cut your hand real quick. Yeah. <laughs> you also scream "fuck" as loud as possible, hundred feet in the air inside a fucking grocery store. I mean, no matter how many wa- how many times you wash your hands, you still have little bits of glass on it for well, like the next bitches day. Some bitches pop and shit when they break too. Like I've worked at a grocery store, buddy. I know. You're just getting I didn't know those were specific to grocery just, stores. If they blow up over your head, just get the fuck out of the way as quick as you can. Oh, yeah. Remember, that's, They're not specific. I'm just saying light tubes are in every fucking place in the world. This is the first house yeah. I ever had in that I've had a light tube in. Oh. I'm not saying houses. Like every fucking thing that's not a house. Oh. Yeah, but grocery stores are that you're at least looking or knowing ever being in one. Actually, any kind of retail store, it's always... Uh, light tubes. Grocery stores the ones yeah, usually yeah. suck too because they're the ones you got. You can't just put them in. You got to yeah, roll them. Yeah, in. you got to roll them and twist. <laughs> oh fuck and that! That's, and that's what happened. I've I been went electrocuted. To, I went that. to roll it, and the thing just shattered in my hand. I've been, <laughs> ele- I've been electrocuted. They're the best part. My Straight dad. Up. My dad. That's why you wear gloves when you do it. Nah, dude. When I worked at Oni's when we were sixteen, we had to change the lights in the deli. Gene said, "Get up there and change out light," and he didn't tell me that that like you have to roll them in, and it was in a U shape. Not just like a regular light. It was in a fucking U-shape, and you had to roll that shit in there. Well, I didn't know, and no one told me, dude, and I was up there trying to roll it, my fucking finger just slipped in between the fucking where you rolled in and where it connects that, <laughs> and it was, stu- it was stuck in Got there, little... dude. Oh, more than a little. More than a little. It was I've enough. had him spark before. I'm it sure was enough to make my man. fucking head hurt. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got to get us back on track. Speaking of uh, LA Night, uh, this week in XT. 
Well, shit, we'll just go into it. Samoa Joe's the new NXT champion because it all kind of fucking connects together. We knew that was going to happen, though. So uh, Cameron Grimes went out and partied with uh, Ted DiBiase, and at the end of it, he's like, this is your legacy, so he gave him the belt back or whatever, and Ted DiBiase's like, no, no, I want you to keep it. He gives him a belt, and as he's driving away, Cameron Grimes flips it over, and it's like property at WWE. He's like, oh, he gave me a goddamn replica or whatever. He's like, that Ted DiBiase or whatever. Bad booking, dude. Bad booking. And then uh, completely gimmicked out the whole entire really good fucking thing they had going on. I could have had a good whole. Ted DiBiase didn't agree to They didn't need to have Ted DiBiase for the shit. They had him enough to present a title. They didn't even need the real million-dollar title. They could have just said it was. They had him present it, and then he could have been gone for the rest of it. And then we could have just had LA Knight as the new million-dollar champion. A whole new fucking thing. He's a top heel, and fucking eventually, whatever, he loses the belt so he can go get the main NXT title. Instead, they gimmicked it out in like a month and a half fast. You know why? With Probably because both of those, to begin I think <laughs> with, both of uh, them guys are going to be gone from NXT before too long. Is why they ended that gimmick as quick as they did. Well, with Samoa Joe being me. the new NXT champion, when he came to the ring, he's like, I've been here before. I know that there's always somebody coming up next, so whoever the hell it is, come on out. Here comes Pete Dunne. About 30 seconds later, here comes LA Knight. About 30 seconds later, here comes Kyle O'Reilly. And then about 10 seconds later, Rich Holland came out and fucking annihilated Kyle O'Reilly. Uh, I, and then... I, uh, L.A. Knight tried to take down Samoa Joe, got kicked in the face and a couple things. And then uh, uh, Pete Dunn actually stopped Ridge Holland from kicking the shit out of Kyle O'Reilly some more. And then later on in the show, Johnny Gargano was in the fucking... Or William, I thought Pete Dunn and Kyle O'Reilly didn't like each other. They don't, but uh, Ridge Holland already fucked up... Uh, Timothy Thatcher earlier in the night, so I don't think he wanted him to fuck up another superstar. Which doesn't make sense. So, uh, if it was me, I'd want him to take out as much competition as I could so I'd get closer to the top. But hey, it's WWE, then, so we don't make sense. But then uh, Johnny Gargano was in uh, William Regal's office trying to get him to stop the whole uh, Indy Hartwell and Dexter Loomis chicks. I think they're supposed to get married on the show next week or something stupid like that. Something bad's going to happen there. WWE, only WWE winning has ever been then, successful. But then LA Knight came. Fucking A. So then LA Knight came in and wanted his title shot against Joe. He's like, do you see what Joe did to me? And then Johnny and him start to argue. So Regal kicks them both out of his office. And now next week we get Gargano and LA Knight. Hmm. So we will see who will be the new contender to Joe, but it's down to LA Knight, Pete, Pete Dunn, and Kyle O'Reilly. Sounds like Pete Dunn is going to be the number wedding? one contender for Joe's. What's the, I'm okay with that. What's the last wedding that happened in the WWE? Uh, uh, Lashley and fucking Lana. Oh, yeah. Mira showed up and fucking. Which will we see? And then old girl came out and said she was lesbian lovers with Lana, and then that yeah. whole gimmick got dropped. Rose, right? No, it was uh, uh the little blonde haired chick. Little blonde haired chick. Uh, it was Ruby Riot's tag team partner. Uh, Sarah Logan. No, uh, the blonde haired one. The yeah. other one. Liv Tyler. Liv, 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 Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan. She came out yeah. and said she was a lesbian. Her and Lana had been making love or whatever. Yeah, I do remember that. And, and then, then Mira was like fired like yeah. And then then the that one chick was like, "Oh, I'm not a lesbian. I'm straight." <laughs> <laughs> which which uh, Lana's Lana's uh, compete clause is up they, this weekend. So is she gonna be one of the twenty one women that's in the battle royal? I mean, Mira to. Mira's there for AEW already. The the, the problem with that whole storyline was they had the other broad on SmackDown who actually is a lesbian. Uh, what I can't think she's the kind of GM or whatever, right? So, Sonya Deville. Sonya Deville yeah. And she was like, 
tweeted out like, hey, this is supposed to be my storyline, and they took it away from me saying that it wasn't for, for me or whatever. But she's like, I actually am a lesbian, and the other girl's not. So, like, the storyline's tailor-made for me. Like, it's that's not, like, right. They shouldn't be having that or whatever. She went on a big, huge thing about how it wasn't right that they would do when you actually have someone who is of that nature. You take someone who's not of that nature and put them in that storyline, and Vince McMahon's known for liking blondes, and it just happened to be two of the hottest blondes that they got. Like, I mean, come on. So, and then they, uh, you know, all of a sudden she's like the GM of SmackDown and shit, so... Miro's been cutting promos about his wife here lately, though. Yeah, my hot wife, he says. I don't like his religion bullshit he's got <laughs> Which going we on. Could, I like Miro, man. He's the shit. Which we get to see Miro next I don't, he's all, Sunday. He's all fucking crazy on, uh, about Eddie God. Eddie Kingston for the TNT title. Yeah, I'm stoked about it. He uh, unmasked uh, Fuego and kicked him in the face. Yeah. On Rampage. God's answer to wrestling. And that way thing, thing is, I does, think that's uh, what he said, yeah. Thing is, does Miro break the streak of the... Uh, TNT title because normally they hold it for a pay per view or two and drop it. So is yeah, Eddie... he ain't losing it to Eddie Kingston. Well, Eddie's been pretty Eddie's over. over right now. Nah, he ain't going to lose to Eddie Kingston. He's going to keep it. I'm predicting Eddie Kingston. We get, we get back together the following Saturday, and I'm going to laugh at you both. I've watched like, see, four shows you. and seen hey. Eddie Kingston like you're, six you're gonna times. Tell me, you're going to tell me right when it happens because I'm going to be standing right next to you. Yeah, I probably will. I'll, well, point, I'll well, point out you like, look, I told you, motherfucker. Well, actually, actually, it'll probably be you'll be standing next to Ashley, but you'll just yell across her at me. I'll have my mask on, and I'll be doing this at you, and you'll just have to hear, like, be like, he must be talking shit like I knew he was going to. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be all right. Everybody has to wear masks again. Well, yeah. Starting Monday in the state of Illinois. Yep. I got a Batman yeah. one. Fuck that Batman mask. <laughs> I got a bunch of them. So. I'm tired of wearing the shit. I bought a new one for this occasion. All, all right. right. It's your revolution. <laughs> against masks. All right. We'll go to uh, Raquel Gonzalez and uh, Dakota Kai for the women's NXT championship. Which... Raquel Gonzalez walked out with the title, which was actually a surprise because most of us picked Dakota Kai because yeah. we figured Raquel was going to main roster. Yeah, I figured she was a main roster bound, but she's a part of the new NXT still, I guess. So, it's good shit, pal. <laughs> and then actually, right after she won the match, like I said, Kaylee Ray from NXT UK came over. And it's another reason why I thought that Dakota Kai might win because she's about the same size as that Kaylee Ray or you know when are they supposed to revamp it like I know they like released the logo and all that shit when's the first show this Tuesday this Tuesday really coming yep. up ready you know tune in and see what's I think like they, I think Not they mine. did I think they did a fallout show from takeover and now it's like okay time to revamp so yeah Adam Cole definitely didn't resign we gotta figure out what we're gonna do next we're gonna start pushing Kyle O'Reilly oh wait nope Rich Holland fucked him up so never mind I'd I'd like to see one of them's coming out with sunglasses. I'd like to see LA Knight or Pete Dunn as the champ. I would laugh if next week you don't see any of the guys that got taken out at all, and then all of a sudden they just start showing up on the main roster. Like that's how they left NXT. They got taken out by Ridge Hall and a bunch of other people, (laughs) and then whatever's on NXT right now is what you got that's left, which is. Not a lot. And Samojo. Which, uh, Dexter Spe- Speaking of Ridge <laughs> Holland. Samojo. I can't wait to see that takeover. <laughs> which, speaking of Ridge Holland and all them, uh, Danny Birch made his return on NXT. Uh, uh, Oni Larkin's tag team partner. So I'm pretty sure they'll oh. get their title rematch because they never actually officially lost. You said Danny Birch, and I was thinking Paul Birchall, and I was like, ah, dude, I really don't even fucking care. <laughs> <laughs> I like the pirate. Yeah, you would. <laughs> right Wasn't now, he the Deuce and Domino guy too? Was he? 
Wasn't he one of the <laughs> the when they did the fucking uh the like the greaser dudes that were tag teams, Deuce and Domino, wasn't no, it? That was uh That was Colt Cabana and fucking uh Boom Boom Colt Cabana. I thought it was uh, I thought it was Colt what, Cabana. Wasn't uh, he wasn't he some Goldman in uh WWE? I, what was he, it called Domino Deuces Deuce and Domino, yeah. And they had the chick that was their fucking because it was uh, right around that Deuces Wild came out or whatever. And they was trying to make a tag team off of that. Rough fucking terrible, dude. And that chick was their manager for like a week, two weeks. And she was gone. I was, uh... (laughs) (laughs) We'll move on. Well, while Dick's figuring out what's going on, we'll move on to Adam Cole and uh, Kyle O'Reilly in the best two out of three pinfall match. I think it was probably the match of the night for the... The takeover. Well, no, I can't say that because I forgot about Walter. Walter and uh, Ilya Dragunov. Uh, but it was a really good match, and, and like I said earlier. I, I, um, I called it exactly how it happened, though. Because yeah, I'm like, he's going to win that match, he's going to win that match, and then O'Reilly's going to win in the uh, cage. I think that Adam Cole did a very good job at putting Kyle O'Reilly over on his way out and getting himself over on on his way out. And he, I think it was just a – like I think it took – all three of those falls for it to make it to be a really exciting match because those guys have wrestled each other a bunch. Yeah, they've even wrestled each other in Ring of Honor. Because the last, the second one that they had, I didn't think it was a very exciting match. The, the, him yeah, and O'Reilly. Jimmy Snuka Jr. Jimmy Snuka Jr. Yeah, James Wiley Smith Thomas Rahir Snuka. Deuce and Domino. That was Deuce, and then Domino was Colt Cabana. Man, I didn't know that. That's the things you learn, I guess. Which what? What was Colt Cabana's name in WWE before that? It was something Goldman or something like that, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Sam, Sam Goldman. Oh, uh, we got off. We didn't. Have we talked? We haven't talked about. Yeah, we talked about AEW, right? Somewhat. I'm trying to work us. That'll be right after okay, this. Okay. Because there's something I seen on there. Since, I don't know. I didn't see it on your page we, earlier. Since we did a uh, SummerSlam, I kind of just put SmackDown and. That I I'm just tying the fall in from both shows and well there's something I didn't see on your page and I just popped in my head and I was like we got to remember to talk about it so well you might as well, we'll go for it we jump speculation um so uh there's a there's an argument this last week I, I think it was on Dynamite between uh, Evil Uno and uh it's, was it Stu Grayson no no uh, um, Alex Reynolds about who's in charge of yeah the Dark Order. I've seen that. And he said just because you have one in your name doesn't mean you're in charge. Yeah, that was that was Alex Reynolds, which is John Silver's tag team partner. And which would mean that there's dissension in the ranks of the Dark Order, which would mean that the only way that's supposed the, to be a family. Only way that that dissension can go away is if there is a new leader crowned. So that to me says that Bray Wyatt will probably end up becoming the lead. Maybe. I don't know. That's purely speculation, I guess, but. To me, I've read a few things that say that he's probably going to end up in AEW. If that's the case, why then I think it makes sense that he becomes the new leader of the Dark Order. And he could actually put them on like a actual like... Dark path? Yeah, not that Brody Lee wasn't going to be able to pull something like that off in whatever weird way he was going about it with the group. But like if that's kind of the way that... The main ripoff, wasn't it? Uh, he said no, but I, he did a few things that were very Vince McMahonish. But the way the group was presented like how, originally, like, like how he always threw the paper, or uh, made it yell, yell the dude for sneezing and all that. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> like, the, like originally when they first showed up, like they were like a weird, like cultish, like 
kind of spooky join, yeah. fucking join join the dark order yeah and like all like the evil uno do the thing and all the weird like like uh well, dudes talking like, about malachi black coming to lead him so he, could take him in the he don't need that nah, shit. He, yeah he doesn't need it but but like you know they would all do the thing where they'd put all the bot they do all the gimp dudes would get down and then they'd sit down in the chair or whatever and uno would sit on them and they'd cut a promo and all that shit like it was like a really weird like uh, I, I don't know how to fucking explain it but it was like a weird like cultish dark order type of thing right right and then, like, it wasn't that whenever dude took it over. So I think that Bray Wyatt can bring it back to that kind of evil, mucky, dark, fucking Undertaker-ish, like... Wyatt family type thing? No, I don't want to say Wyatt family, because that'd be fucking bullshit. But he could definitely do, like, a fiendish type of character in AEW and have the Dark Order definitely follow him and not have to, you Kind know, of like Brian Washam type thing, yeah, like yeah, he did yeah. with Alexa Bliss? Yeah, something like that. Make it into, like, a weird, like... Which if he has like that, his own corporate minister, not corporate ministry, but ministry of darkness come type back of with Bo Dallas. That'd be fine. Bo can come with him if he wants. The Rotunda Club. No, tax collectors. The tax collectors <laughs> with, with fucking IRS as their manager. Fuck yeah. <laughs> no. What do you mean no? That'd be the fucking best <laughs> tag team in the world. <laughs> uh, it could be. I totally forgot where we were now. We were talking about NXT, and then I was like, no, we should wait. And then you guys went, no, 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 go for it. And I know we haven't got uh, Walter yet. All right, so let's go to Walter and Ilya Dragunov, too. Yeah, the match, war. The match of the weekend. War. Straight up war. That's what they look like they have been through. I haven't seen Walter wrestle. They look like they had been in a fucking straight-up car accident. Think about me. And tried to run from the cops afterwards. Like, they got into a drunken car accident, and both went through the windshield. And then they got up and both took off running from the cops and, and like, got away. Think about my size. That that's Walter, like my height, my weight. Except for he actually knows how to wrestle and he's a fucking powerhouse. <laughs> so that's that's Walter. Well, he watched him wrestle in the Champa match. Did I? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. The Put fucking, his hand through the, the fucking announce sure. table. Yeah. Uh, See, so he's a big dude, and uh, the other guy's not quite as big as him. I wouldn't say. Nah, he's he, Ely is little. Normal size, about six three probably. Maybe no, two. Wal- Walter's only six four. So oh, that dude had to be like maybe six foot. Then I thought he was at least Ilya Dragunov. Yeah, well, keep talking. Maybe six, maybe six uh, feet. I'll Google it. Two hundred and twenty pounds. Two hundred so, pounds. I mean, was it more than just a chop off? Oh yeah, it was. A, oh, it was yeah. a match. Yeah, they wrestled, but just the like, like he, I said, they were real. Like you could see he, that they were really Ilya, hitting each other. Ilya Dragunov is five ten and one hundred ninety eight pounds. Five ten and one hundred ninety eight. So that was a fucking couple inches shorter than what I thought. Is he smaller than Darby Allen? Mm, Height-wise, I'm going to say they're equal. Darby's like 175. But they, I think that British-style wrestling, you know, they have a lot more harder edge type of, like they still potato each other like it's, I know. Like I it's all right. I haven't watched it. Wal- I, Walter, I'm very interested in the history you know, of British wrestling. They punch Wal- each other for real. Walter like is 6'4", 300. I'm 6'3", 270. So Walter's mm-hmm. bigger than I am. So, And that's just saying, you know, it's the, like their chops, their punches, like, and, would, you and go they, to, would you go to England to fucking study wrestling with me? Not like train. I'm no, not, no, 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 no. I'm talking, I'm talking about like you won't go to Mexico City with me. England, Let's I would go, go to England. fucking England. England would be a good time. Go on a fucking. You have to get passports and shit. Yeah, You'd have to get a passport to, to, go to go to Mexico. Mexico. Too. Nah, you don't need passports for that shit. You can, <laughs> you can get a coyote. Just get a coyote. Yeah. Be there and back in a couple of days. But that's how you disappear. Which Walter and Walter and Dragonoff too. Didn't disappoint from the first one that happened like eleven months ago. I so. never seen the first one, but the second one definitely. I mean, like I said, it was. They, well, the the first one happened on just a regular 
NXT UK episode. If you can imagine me and you wasted sweating and then you crash your car and we both just go through the windshield and we get up and run in different directions <laughs> and then the next day you wake up and you're like, oh, fuck, in the bathroom mirror. Like, that's what they look like at the end of that match. <laughs> A fucking which, car crash occurred. Which uh, this coming Tuesday on NXT, we get to hear from Ilya Dragunov for the first time after since the match. So is Walter in NXT. Then he's not on UK no more. No, he's a UK guy. I assumed it, that he was losing that belt because he was going to go up to the main roster. But, like, he said he, it's hard to tell. But Walter's, like, the big guy. He's I'd like, like to the see a England. Walter, like Walter Cesaro match. He needs to get – oh, that would be fucking badass. He, he needs – I mean, he, he's kind of like the UK's guy, though. Like, he's the biggest – like, I don't know any other wrestlers from the UK. Uh, Rampage Brown no. put up a hell of a match against him, about the same sure. size. Only person they have ever pushed Sheamus, is Sheamus Walter and the NXT Imperium. UK. Like on NXT, the only people they really oh. talk about though is Walter and the Imperium. They don't talk about all the other. Unless, Pete Dunne was from UK. Unless from you, UK. Yeah. yeah, but then he came over, made a name for himself in NXT and stayed. He didn't go back and forth like Walter. Walter just comes well, over and defends his title. He, that's because he lost his rematch against Walter. Knew that he couldn't beat him. Walter comes over and defends his title, so that way they can get people to tune into NXT UK and watch it more because people don't watch it that much. Like Pete Dunn was like, no, 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 better opportunities over here. I'm staying. But I, plus I'd like he, to see plus Walter. Plus, he wants that NXT title. I'd so. like to see Walter on more of a, a regular basis. But like I said, I just don't watch let's, UK. Let's let's see him go up against the Tribal Chief. Make the Tribal Chief his bitch. <laughs> It'd be awesome. Maybe. He's years from that. Well, he'd have to go. That might be a dream match in ten years. Go up against Vince McMahon on that one. Roman comes McMahon. It's his golden goose right now is Roman Reigns. I, I just want to see Roman cry the first time he actually took a chop from uh, Walter. I don't think Vince McMahon has a golden goose anymore, to be honest with you. I think he's got so much money now, it doesn't fucking matter. He's, in fucking, he's the face. Okay, fine. Fuck it. <laughs> he's related to The Rock. All right, it's a good pick. Which then also on NXT this week, uh, Kaylee Ray gave her or had her first debut match in a squash against somebody I've never even heard of. Uh, you had the breakout tournament. Uh, finals. He had Odyssey Jones. Think about like Mark Henry. This dude's like 400 pounds. Oh, yeah. He's a Jamaican 400-pound Kobe Kingston. And then uh, he went up against Carmelo Hayes, <laughs> who's a... That's what he is. He wears like a Jamaican... Are we still talking about NXT? Yeah. He's like like a Jamaican... The, the, winner of the, break, the winner of the breakout tournament gets a title shot at a future point. They need a new Keith Lee because Keith Lee's not good enough. So they picked a guy who looks just like Keith Lee except he's got giant dreadlocks. True. He's kind of Jamaican. Weighs a little bit more than Keith Lee. I think Keith Lee was like 320. This dude's like 400. But he's younger. I'm glad Keith Lee finally got to come out and say why he was gone this whole time. Why was it he was gone? The COVID. Well, we uh, already knew that. No, not really. Like, they kept it real hush-hush. No, like, they said he had COVID. No, he kept saying, saying have, uh, well, where the fuck is he Mia Yim he, She had it, too. Mia Yim almost got fired. Because uh, she took time off the road and was like, no, listen, like he's fucking dying on his COVID deathbed. Like, I'm taking care of him. And then got it and got sick herself. Like, And, and then the whole time, Keith Lee was tweeting, like, someday I'll get to tell you exactly what was going on, blah, blah, blah. And then he finally got to. Why could he just all stood? Because WWE was trying to fucking hide it. Why? I don't know. But they were. Wanted to keep it all in the deal. 
Well, besides, uh, that makes no they were sense. Just saying he wasn't medically cleared. S- speaking of, uh, that makes no sense, and it sounds to me well, like no, they're making talk- shit up. Talking about COVID, like literally, Drew McIntyre is the only WWE superstar that they talked about having COVID. No, they said a long time ago Keith Lee had COVID, and that's why he wasn't on TV anymore. They said that a very long time ago when he first left. They said he had COVID and he would not be back on TV anytime but, soon. But then on SmackDown, uh, Michael Cole made it a point to say that Pat McAfee had it like four times last night on the show. Yeah, Pat yeah. I remember a long time ago when they said that he had COVID. They broke it. It was breaking fucking news. And and that's like, what I'm saying. I don't think it was fucking breaking news from anybody, but like it I, wasn't from WWE. Like they've been trying to hide which it. Which to, to replace uh, Pat McAfee on SmackDown, I don't think they could have picked two better people. I don't know, man. I think something else is going on there, and they're trying to use COVID as the reason. I do. I think there's something else to that, and they're not. I think Keith he Lee don't still. Look healthy. I think Keith Lee still hasn't come out and told you exactly what the motherfucker the deal is. Honestly, I don't know. I don't know. I just don't. I think there's more to it than just that, and I think it's still because he's on the fucking gag order with WWE. Can't tell you exactly what the <laughs> shit is. So it makes no sense. It just Speaking doesn't. of that, that uh, dude. I, uh, I don't have sympathy for it anymore. Oh, uh, what's the dude from? Uh, oh, where is he from? But he did an interview talking about some behind the scenes shit about the Saudi Arabia situation. Mansoor? Uh, no, he was the he was a different language uh, announcer for WWE or whatever, and uh, no, he just no got let, he just got let go, what? and uh, he just got let go, and he was just on like Rich Van Vlay or whatever, and uh, did an <laughs> interview talking about the behind the scenes Saudi Arabia shit. It was interesting as shit. I have to look it up. I haven't. Uh... He was talking a lot of. He's like, well, what basically happened is they had a thirty-two million dollar bill come due. <laughs> And uh, yeah, they never got paid for that shit. They Saudi did. Arabia that's shit. why. That's why they fucking had the showdown. That's. I thought that's why they kept them all locked down in them fucking hotel rooms because they never paid Vince McMahon. No, they. Uh, so Vince the went off. there to a meeting and the prince fucking left, and then uh, wasn't yeah. going to pay him. So Vince cut the fucking live feed yeah. to all of Saudi Arabia or whatever. And yeah, they uh, said that that night. He came back and paid him, and then fucking Vince took the fuck off and left all his wrestlers behind. Vince and Brock. <laughs> in the same plane later boys yeah they talked about that like two or three nights after that happened there, a story broke a bunch of the wrestlers came out and said that and then all of a sudden it was just quiet after that like they were like oh you shouldn't have said that shit they you said, motherfuckers. Uh, I remember the day after that they said that Vince called fucking Donald Trump to help him get everybody home yeah yep. that shit was crazy and it still didn't help but Carl I tell you what it produced some of the best wrestling we'd seen in a long time though <laughs> that NXT takeover shit when they came to the main roster is the best Survivor oh, Series yeah. you motherfuckers have seen in the last 10, 12 years, I guarantee it. <laughs> but going back to what we were talking about, the breakout tournament. Sadducey Jones, Carmelo, Hayes. I know neither one of you really know what we're either one. Yeah, I mean, I do. It's just their names are fucking terrible. Uh, Carmelo Hayes' name on the indie circuit was Christian Casanova. I'd rather it be that than Carmelo Hayes. What if I went to WWE? Could I use the name Carmelo Hayes? No. Right. Probably not. Why? Sounds kind of racial to me. I'm just saying, I think WWE is being subtly racist with all their names and shit. Wesley. Carmelo Hayes. What's Wesley? Why is that racist? It's just, come on. Then, well, you can't just have a guy that has a first name. You're just going to call him Wesley. Like Wesley Snipes. Why is that racist? It just is to me. <laughs> Why? Why Wes Lee? Maybe his name's fucking Wes, and his last name's Lee. It's not though. I mean, 
I know his real name ain't. That's it just all seems it. a little subtly racist to me. It does. That's and weird. it's, I mean, I don't know if anybody else notices, but they put all their Are Mexican, because the they John put all Wesley their Spanish guys. Name? If anybody else notices, they put all their Spanish guys in one segment with each other. They put pretty much all well, wrestling's their... wrestling's racist, but are you trying to say that the name Wesley is racist because it's a black guy's name? Because the way it's Wesley spelled. Snipes? I guess the way it's spelled, maybe. And yeah, kind of. That's the way That's WWE does. Racist, That's the way WWE shit. does shit, though. <laughs> that is the way WWE does shit. It kind of is. <laughs> Sexual well, chocolate. Well, Car- Carmelo Hayes won the breakout tournament, just in case you guys were wondering. So that sounds like, like, why is her last name Hayes? Though? Like, isn't there already a wrestler with that In name? a cloud of haze. Smoke it up. <laughs> Carmelo. So, so the, cruise, the cruiserweight beat the 400-pound guy. Because uh, Carmelo Hayes' first match on NXT was against oh, Kushida for the cruiserweight championship. No. Um, so evidently Vince McMahon doesn't have his total fingers in NXT then if little guys are still winning right Rey Mysterio's champ was for a minute Carmelo Hayes is actually pretty impressive when you watch him though and that's only because it's Rey Mysterio <laughs> if there's anybody else that size they wouldn't be champion then the only other thing that happened on NXT your favorite group hit row no not my favorite group oh yeah it's your favorite group yeah. it was hit, hit row. row it was hit row against uh, Legatima awesome. Legado del Fantasma. Now that is my favorite group. Which it's all still building towards Santos Escobar and uh, Swerve Scott for the NXT North American title. Which, how the match ended, has how there's four members of Hit Row. There's now four members of Legado del Fantasma. There's now a female, and her name is Electra Lopez. Never heard of her. She came out and beat the, or attacked that B-Fab. Yeah, it's because Hit Row has a female. What? No. I said that's what Legato was saying is they all took their masks off. Oh. They, uh, they all come to the ring with the mask on, but then they take it off. They're, uh, what, what do you call it? Well, I can't remember what he said when they first came out. Basically, they're saying they don't need them. They're they're bigger than the mask. I'm just, I'm, just ready, back on then. I'm just ready for Santos Escobar to be the North American says. champion. They're trying to – what's weird is when they started it, Hit Row was like get like the good guys, and they've switched it now, and Delgado's the good guys, and Hit Row's like the heels. The, yeah, they're the heels. It doesn't make sense because they're trying to get their music over. So now you turn them into bad guys, so nobody will buy their music at all. It sounds like someone doesn't want them to get over. It sounds like someone doesn't want them to succeed <laughs> as rappers or entertainers in WWE. <laughs> sounds subtly racist. Just subtly? Subtly. All right. You guys ready to jump to AEW? Or do we want to go? I don't think WWE has anything left in the tank. Well, we've already ran down <laughs> everything for WWE, except for we had the Bloodline celebration at the end of uh, SmackDown. You know what else is funny to me? That, like, right now a lot of grocery stores and places can't get water, and WWE goes on a pay-per-view and wastes a whole entire jug of water on Miz and Morrison. That's true. <laughs> Seems fucking, a bit excessive to you. Fucking shameful is what it is. They had a whole <laughs> giant truck of water they were showing off. Giant truck of water they were showing off. Hey, man, it's moist TV. Yeah. Moist. Wasteful TV is what it is. That's yeah. funny. Uh, the only other thing we is... from beer trucks to water jugs on the back of a guy's back. Well, that, you, can't be, you can't be wasting the beer like that. It's important stuff. <laughs> it's made from water, but it's more important. But no... Uh, <laughs> Uh, you got the Bloodline celebration, Roman Reigns and the Usos celebrating that they're still champs after SummerSlam. You'll, and then what happens? Prince Balor comes out, wants his title shot next week on Summer or SmackDown. 
Oh, well, you would expect Brock Lesnar to come out and spoil the party. Well, that ain't. That ain't nah, gonna Brock be. doesn't want to cash in one of his appearances yet. Waste of a date, yeah. So. <laughs> I just. Finn wants his title shot. Uh, <laughs> so Paul Ro- Heyman basically so is going to have to... So Roman uh, pretty much laughs at him. Finn throws the microphone into Roman's face, attacks him. He gets attacked by the Usos. Here comes the Street Profits. So now we're going to get the Street Profits against the Usos for the Tag Team Championships, and hopefully we get to see Balor get his shot against Roman Reigns, but then he'll get squashed because he's not Roman Reigns. So hmm. that's pr- probably what's going to happen. Because who's going to want to watch Finn Balor against Brock Lesnar? I mean, I would, but I I'm, think a, I'm a Finn a Balor man. I think he's got a better chance to win than Roman Reigns. I didn't even know the Street Profits are still wrestling. So yeah, <laughs> I haven't seen them in a while. No, that's because they've been. Think that's the because they've started. been in a. They've been in a feud with Otis and Chad Gable, which is real important to be in. That's where they suck. That's where they stuck Cesaro this week. A straight man, Otis. Yeah, not the no neck, Otis. <laughs> he's kind of got a neck issue. Shaved his now. beard off, dude, and he has no chin or neck. So <laughs> he's just a whole lot of head. <laughs> Speaking of uh, Otis, my my brother in law apparently wrestled Otis in college. Kind of reminds me of Patrick Starfish. Otis does a little bit. <laughs> I can see that now that you said that. <laughs> yeah, no chin, just fucking face and mouth, and I. <laughs> and you put him in some fucking swimming trunks and send him out there. Oh, Gable! All right, now I'm gonna let you guys. <laughs> I'm gonna let you guys choose where we go next. Are we going? Uh, are we going shit. to Impact and NWA since they kind of have a big weekend coming up? Or are we gonna go to Dynamite and Rampage and talk about what we haven't talked about yet? Is there anything to talk about in NWA? We got two pay per views this weekend, I so guess. we can. We're a wrestling show, so we gotta at least run it down. I just go ahead and run through them real quick because I don't know nothing about them really. I mean, well, I mean, it's Aaron the, Stevens is in the one. Trevor Murdoch and what's his nuts is in the main event of the one. Magnus, yeah. All right, this this weekend for uh, <laughs> Aldo, not Aldo Montoya, Aldous Chapman. No, not Aldous Chapman. Uh, motherfucking Chris Masters for the fucking nah. U.S. title. What he's Chris, Chris Adonis for the national the Hurt Lock championship <laughs> or the Master Lock? Master Lock, son, the original. Well, t- <laughs> might as well just start with him. Put the master lock on the hurt lock. Hold on, I gotta go back to SummerSlam real quick. You know, when 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 uh, Bobby Lashley tried to put the hurt lock on Goldberg, he, Goldberg's arms don't lift that high up above his head. I don't know that they ever have in his entire life, but you could tell when he tried to lift his arms up. Like Goldberg's arms only go to about maybe fucking shoulder length height. That's it. They don't go no higher, and I think that's just because. His arms are too big to go any higher. Like, you could tell that Bobby Lashley was having trouble trying to get him to lift his arms up over his head. Fucking hilarious. He didn't succeed, by the way. No, no, he did not. So that's how he went after the... Actually, MVP hit him in the knee with the uh, cane. That's where it started. He he didn't sell the getting hit in the knee gimmick very well either. It's like another half second before he fell down. I was like, oh, my fucking knee hurts. Wait a minute, he hit you way back there. Before starting with uh, NWA, we might as well start with Impact because a couple of the things that happened on Impact results from NWA. So uh, Mickey James was on Impact this week to promote NWA Empower. Is it a is it a tournament? There's a tournament there. Yeah, uh, four matches. Uh, most of the girls that are wrestling, I've never heard of. Kiara Hogan's like the only one I know. For the most part, yeah, she's on. She's she is between main AEW event. on yeah. So rampage, rampage, right? Yeah, she uh, got squashed by Jade Cargill. I uh, not really squashed. They had kind of a match. Not when you put 
two matches on TV at eight forty eight or nine forty eight at night and have to be the sh- have the show done by ten o'clock. Yeah, but a squash is technically what happened to fucking uh, old girl Bianca, Bianca. Belair on on SummerSlam. It is. Or Brock Lesnar when he faced Goldberg. But no, uh, Mickey or Mickey James came out on Impact. It's like three to, second match to promote uh, NWA Empower, which is the first ever all female. Fucking per- having all kinds of trouble today. It's the first ever all female pay per view. Not talking about like the yeah. evolution. This is like Mickey James is the producer, so like everything behind the scenes is all female too. Uh, which is tonight on uh, Fight TV. If you guys want to check that, well, mm. this won't be uploaded till tomorrow, so you guys won't be able to check that out unless you know about it now. That's not for me, bro. So, uh, Melina's going to be on it. Yeah. Run, running down that card. She, yeah. When was the last time she wrestled in 2003? Uh, no, she's part of NWA, so oh, she's wrestled recently. Oh, five? 19. But uh, the the main matches that are happening, you have the uh, you have Camille against Legit Layla Hirsch for the NWA Women's Championship. So you got the AEW wrestler against uh, the NWA wrestler. Legit Layla Hirsch is the one I said looks like if FTR was a chick and they put them into one person. <laughs> <laughs> she came out with uh, Orange Cassidy that one night. I was like, ooh, shit, that's FTR if they was a chick. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and then uh, you have the Knockouts Championship from Impact being defended tonight, too. It's, De- it's Deanna Perezo, the champion against Molina. So I hope Molina wins. Mm, Deanna Perezo is going to end up winning. Oh, yeah. Deanna Perezo is not losing her championship. Yeah. She's a double champion. She's also the AAA Women's Championship. Molina was on Busted Open talking about how this could be her possible last match ever, and she's going to give it all she's got because she don't know if she'll ever have another match again after this one. Deanna Perezo is going to beat her. Send her home. Uh, they're bringing back the uh, NWA Women's Tag Team Championships tonight. So, I mean, there might be a slight possibility that the Inspiration shows up, which is formerly known as the Iconics. Or the Bell Twins, right? Yeah. Are they, they're neither one signed, huh? Nah, they're, no. They're on a, I'm pretty sure they're on a, a Legends contract. Their whole fucking probably clothing line runs through WWE somehow. So their, their whole gimmick is WWE. They wouldn't which, know what to do without a WWE producer telling them what to do. And now that Mark Carano, who ran their whole careers, isn't a part of WWE, you'll probably never see him ever again. <laughs> that's the only reason they got over is because no, that dude. fucking stepdad is in charge of talent relations. Oh, now. I forgot. Fucking Johnny fuckhead. Johnny Ace. Can't even ride a skateboard to the ring. Uh, John, <laughs> yeah. Lauren Ides. Lauren Ides. Fucking bodacious bros. Which I do know one of the tag teams that's in that. I think there's two matches. There's a semifinal and a final. But I do know... Two of the chicks are from AEW. It's a uh, Red Velvet and Kylan King as a team. So hmm. we could see we could see the NWA Tag Team Championships in in uh, AEW. So and then the other big thing that's happening, they have that Invitational Tourney. It's like eight eight women, and the winner gets a title shot against whoever wins the NWA title tonight match tonight tomorrow at the other the men's show that's why Vince McMahon hates tournaments so much because every independent company has tournaments left and right <laughs> so we might as well go into the men's show just run it down real quick then we'll jump to live AEW. from the chase yeah it is from the chase yeah in St. Louis right mm-hmm. yep much in territory so you got uh, Nick Aldis and Trevor Murdoch for the NWA Nick championship Aldis is his name yeah I think Trevor Murdoch's gonna win that's Magnus right yeah yeah 
think Trevor Murdoch's going to actually win it. Yeah, you got Chris. You got Chris Adonis defending the national championship, uh, and then you got a Triple A team coming up. To uh, who's he? Who's he have? Who's his opponent? I didn't write it down. <laughs> Don't matter. <laughs> um, you got a Triple A team coming up. They're called Rebellion. Uh, they're going up against a pay per view. Well, it's like Rebellia or whatever, oh. but uh, witty. It's uh, they're going up against Aaron Stevens and uh, Kratos for the NWA Tag Team Championships. And that guy straight stole his name from God of War. So <laughs> does he look like the old boy from God of War too? Yeah, kind of. Mm. A little fatter, yeah. <laughs> and then the main thing that actually happens at NWA's 73rd anniversary pay-per-view tomorrow night is the return of Ric Flair to the chase in St. Louis. That is right, yeah. I forgot it's the first time Ric Flair has been back with the NWA since, what, like 1985, 86? Well, when Jim Crockett promotion yep. was fucking... When it, when it became uh, Jim Crockett production. Yeah. So the late 80s? No, like 85? Mid, mid, mid-80s. 84. Mid-80s, yeah. That's which Ric Flair was on uh, Busted Open, was it yesterday? Yeah, because it was Ric Flair, and then uh, Tony Khan came on afterwards, yeah. and Ric Flair was talking about how St. Louis is was the mecca for wrestling back in the 80s. and I mean, wrestling against Dusty and Harley and all those guys back in that I mean, time. Yeah, learned the St. Louis, Kansas City loop and all that shit. Yeah. They, uh it's also, according to him, one of the best party cities. I think it's so. a good way for them to try to get over um, NWA. It's a lot having, of big words for a tiny, tiny company. By having, yeah, I think it's cool for them to try to get get some people to maybe tune in by having Ric Flair go there. I guess. Um, also, I think it's cool that everybody thought that Ric Flair was just going to straight up sign with AAW, and he's out kind of running the independent scene. <laughs> he's running the territories and, one more time before he does. Yeah, he he is. He is. Uh, <laughs> he's definitely. Um, Who do you throw a fucking figure four on in AAA? Uh, Kenny Omega. <laughs> and Andrade, well, him wrestled him against Kenny Omega, and then Andrade put a, a figure four on somebody. And then Ric Flair put Kenny Omega in. Or was it Don Callis? I think Don Callis was in Andrade's. Uh, And Kenny Omega was in Ric Flair's. So I wonder what segment he shows up in then. In AEW? No, in fucking Wrestling at the Chase. Oh, who knows, man. He might start the show off. You never know. It's Ric Flair. I would say the championship match, if anything, he probably comes out and presents the belt. I bet you. Have you ever watched NWA Power at all? No, I don't need to. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't. There's no reason for that. Yeah, you're not a, a, a Aaron Stevens fan. Who's Aaron Stevens? My fucking Mizdow. Oh no, no. He's always been good. obviously not. If I don't know who he is, I know a lot <laughs> of other wrestlers by their real name, but not him. He's not entertaining to me. I like the Pope. That'd be the only reason. Yeah, I Pope's on there too. That'd be the only reason. I don't I'd know how Billy Corgan's paying all these motherfuckers. So they're dropping a new album going on tour, bro. Since <laughs> I just came back, did you mention that? You probably told him Tyrus is wrestling. Oh, yeah. Tyrus is back, too. Motherfucking Funkasaurus, dog. Which I'm pretty sure he's the... Uh, does nothing Does nothing for me Hopefully he comes out with Cameron. On, remember, it's uh, on NXT. Remember her? Actually, he comes <laughs> out... He's on NWA or... NWA. NWA. Oh, Actually... Yeah. Uh, Still does nothing for me. Uh, uh, old school NWA wrestler. Your time. Uh, Your time. My time. Your time. Uh, 
Tyrus's manager in NWA. Funkadactyl? Give, give me a second. Give me a second. I was hoping it was Cameron. Yeah, Naomi's. So it can't be Naomi. No, it's a dude. Old dude. Well, that interests me a little bit more. And it's got to be Teddy Long. can't be him. Hey, we got some dead time, so somebody needs <laughs> Teddy Long or it can't uh, be any of the all, like all the old NWA people's dead. Thunderbolt Patterson. Well, I mean, uh, he was he was a territory guy. I think Give he me passed a away. Who? Thunderbolt Patterson just passed away not too long ago. Who's Thunderbolt Patterson? An old wrestler from the NWA days. It's black. Um, shit. Who else? There's another one. There's another one. There's a bunch of them. No, Ernie Ladd's dead, huh? Yeah. Big cat. It's not Dusty Rhodes. No. It's not Harley Race. No. Magnum? <laughs> Magnum TA. I mean, he's still around. Yeah. He ain't kicking, but he's still around. Ha <laughs> <What>? ha! <laughs> Knee slapper. He can kick. No, That's he can't. His legs don't work. Not at all? No. Oh, I didn't know he's completely paralyzed. Yeah, Austin, Austin Idol. Austin Idol. What do you think about him? I don't even know who he is. Oh, <laughs> 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 was a long pause for... Well, give me a goddamn second. I figured you. I, <laughs> I just thought you know who whole, he is because you, you watch mid. You miss. You watch mid south and I all that a, stuff. I got a whole new. Yeah, high I don't spot. think he was very big then, though, was he? Uh, he won a couple championships and shit. This, this popped now in he's my a, head. Now he's a wrestling coach, and now I got a whole new high spot. You know who makes me weird, and we don't ever talk about it. Who makes you weird? Is makes that what me feel said? weird about wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me weird. Makes me feel weird about wrestling. Well, the fucking PCO on fucking Ring of Honor. Yeah, he uh, he's been around for a long time. Yeah, Pierre Roulet, right? Yeah. What's the C stand for? Uh, C. Middle, his middle name's Charles. Just stands for a C. Who knows? It's uh, really it's weird. Know. He's a crazy person. Like, yeah. Well, he had to stay relevant. I guess. I, I didn't know he's not. I didn't know he's. It's weird seeing him in 2021. I don't think he's been relevant since the early 90s. No, I mean, independent wise, he's huge. He's been on the radio a few times, and they fucking people like. PCO, bro, I don't get it, but like, <laughs> they like him. Like he's way over with the younger crowd. ROH and, still don't have a crowd. We watch them on and, Saturday nights and, at like two o'clock in the morning. There's nobody in the audience. They had a pay per view over the weekend too that none of us even knew about. Really? Secret yeah. pay per view. Shame. Who's, on uh, who's their champ? Is sneak still, one underneath uh, our nose and not tell us about ban, it. Ban, Black Machismo? No, it's Bandito. Bandito. Mm. Who's that? Mm. Me neither. I know Jay Lethal. They could get Bobby Fish back and have some names in their company, though. Bobby Fish could go be Adam Cole's tag team partner if he shows up in AEW. No, I'm just just talking shit. We don't need to do all that. Bobby Fish Fish could go to ROH and be something again, though. Well, yeah. He comes to AEW, he's just going to be. We uh, have, what is this, episode nine? We have not once mentioned ROH. If he he comes to ROH, uh, AEW, he'll be one of the good brothers. We've mentioned ROH. I've talked about new champions and shit every once in a while. Have we have ROH? It's just that they're not doing nothing fun. They're not. They don't invest invest money into their company. Unless you're the Briscoes. And they only get a little bit of money because they got teeth missing. I don't think the Briscoes have been there either. He just. uh, Because we always bring up Sinclair Broadcasting that owns them. Oh, so, yeah. yeah, I think uh, Jay Briscoe just fucking uh, no call, no showed on them their day. Yeah, they, well, they, they don't no count call, that, no show to a new fucking wrestling company because them motherfuckers are wasting their careers with what little they got left. They're like uh, they didn't want to give up their jobs. They're still fucking. Uh, I know because they're top guys there. No, no, no. I'm saying they still work full time as like a tow truck operator. Oh, okay, I got you. 
A tow truck operator. And something like that. I don't, I don't know, know what they're, they're making they're... money. Shit. Can't be mad at that. Like it I'm wasn't not. valuable enough for uh, them to quit their full time jobs to wrestle for ROH. Well, that's because ROH doesn't pay shit. That's why all those people jump ship to the other companies. <laughs> Sinclair Broadcasting is one of the biggest broadcasting companies in the world. <laughs> Don't invest the money back into their shows. When yeah. you own ABCs and Foxes and all that type shit, and come on now, you can afford it. Yeah, but, and but uh, it's unfortunate with a wrestling company like that because like it it's very expensive to put on a wrestling show and like if it, all the money made like, from it's not invested like an- back into like, it like it, anthems it can't keep going. anthems trying harder than Sinclair is which anthem is the one that owns impact right which the only other thing that really happened in impact this week christian cage came out with the title and then tommy dreamer came out to congratulate him and thank him and for bringing the title putting the title on a actual respectable person not Kenny Omega and then uh, asked him if he could pretty much asked him he, uh, he'd want one more match against Christian then the new number one contender came out which is uh, Ace Austin and pretty much told me he's fucking stupid but then Scott DeMore t- made a match for next week Tommy Dreamer against Ace Austin Tommy wins it's a triple threat match at Victory Road for the title so that's what <laughs> happens <laughs> so now let's jump into AEW. Well, I forgot what happened now. What happened after where? all that excitement from Impact? <laughs> yeah, it, it was exciting. Tommy Dreamer with his top knot getting back in the wrestling ring I one mean, more time. I mean, you got to you got to watch the Good Brothers wrestle. I wish Tommy would stay out of the wrestling ring. It's past his time. The best, actually, one of the best things that happened is when he came out to the ring. Christian goes, "Tommy, I got to ask you a question that we've all been wanting to fucking know. What is going on with your goddamn hair?" Because he has the man bun and all that type <laughs> shit going on. It doesn't look good at all. Yeah. This whole aura. He hasn't looked good in 10 years. Right. He sits on the radio and eats pretzel sticks and drinks coffee and wants to be champion of a company. <laughs> sits, sounds back, like, sits, sounds back, like, sits back and makes matches. Sounds like he's doing the booking. I was oh. he, he runs a company, right? right? <laughs> he is doing the booking. <laughs> I'd rather they call D'Lo from the announce desk. Hey man, that'd be pretty sweet. Us, talking about you want Ram- ratings? We talking about Rampage this week? Is that no? Dynamite? We're we're going into Dynamite and Rampage. Yeah, so do them in order, Dick. So, what do you guys think? Chris Jericho against MJF one more time, all out. If Jericho loses, he goes to the. Uh, well, he said he'd never brainer. wrestle another match in, in AEW again. Yeah, he'll go to the commentary desk for Rampage. That's why I think he's probably not going to lose because. Really, he's not ever going to wrestle in AEW ever again. Well, he'll find it. He'll just take a break. He finds a way back. He does that shit all the time. No, nah, I mean, what's he going to come back? Is it's, it not be Chris Jericho? It's to the point that if MJF lost to Jericho at all out, it's not going to matter because MJF has already proved that he's great. So yeah, and that's why I think he will lose to Jericho, and then when Jericho leaves, MJF can fucking have something to complain about how he can't get a rematch because Jericho is gone, and then it'll be he'll come out and cut promos for the next six months. Honestly, how Jericho I'm, won a match and ran away and fucking, but it took him however many long times to beat. Because he, what did the shirt say this week? MJF three, Jarablow zero, zero or some shit like yeah. that. Yep. So you know <laughs> what I mean? He'll in MJF. You know when he loses, he loses. Sadly, and complains poorly. and complains about it. Well, so it'll be something they can only, continue to run on while Jericho's off on tour. He's only actually lost a singles match twice. So. Yeah. So this will be his third one, I think. Next Sunday, <laughs> he he lost to uh, Moxley in the championship match, which. 
technically, if you count the rules, he didn't lose because Moxley couldn't use the paradigm shift, but he did it behind the referee's back so they didn't see it. And then the other one was like a fatal four-way match, and he wasn't the one that was pinned. Either way, a loss is a loss. Oh, yeah. L's and LG. I'm actually, pinned or not. I'm actually kind no of... stars in the WL column. I'm actually yeah. kind of ready for MJF to... Uh, be the AEW world champion because mm, I've been he, not yet. He would uh take the whole heel role. Right. So much higher than that's what the, Kenny Omega has. But that's the thing is I was we, ready for John Moxley got it. That's the thing is though like we've had a shit heel as the champion for quite some time now. Well yeah, it's gonna go to Hangman next. So eh, I don't know if it's gonna go to Hangman or not. I think Hangman might have fucked that up by saying he needed to go home. For a little while and take some time. I uh, know with with the matches or with the dates they've just announced after full gear. Ha- Hangman's winning it because they're going home. Maybe. So he's going to get that pop in front of his home crowd I with guess. being the AEW World Champion. I don't know. Man. I think Adam Cole debuts and they're in a fucking which Hangman saying, team. Hang, Hangman, Punk, Brian, Adam Cole might show up now. Hangman might get lost in the shuffle. Like he's starting well, to steadily hang, climb himself hangman, down the card. Hangman took himself out of the main event at All Out. Right. That's what I'm saying. Because he's having a kid. And that, he wanted to stay home and all that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I hate to say it, that's more important than being a wrestler right then. Yeah. Your first every, Stone Cold or The Rock. That everything, though. Steve Austin is just now starting to have a relationship with his daughters and look how famous he became. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a different in generations, though. You kind of want to be there when your first kid's born. I guess, but if you want to be great. I could have took it or left it. You gotta, I'm just saying, if you want to be great, you have to make sacrifices. And all the guys that did sacrifice are the ones who've been, who will be remembered forever. I'm just saying timing's everything. And if you're skipping out, all that shit's happening at the same time. I don't, I don't think it's so much the fact that my kid was born, but now I need uh, some like a month or two off because my kid was born. Not like if my kid was born, I'll be back next week, like a lot of wrestlers do. He needed a month or two off after his kid was born to. I think his wife was having complications though too. Well, yeah, my ex old lady had complications too. I was back to work in about a week. I was, I was out seven days. So you know, but if I had the money to sit at home for four months, <laughs> I probably would have sat at home for four months too. Well, yeah, man, he got that. He got that uh, Hardy family money when he beat Hardy family money. Yeah, when he, when he, he beat got, when he beat Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy's earnings for a year, didn't yeah. he? <laughs> at uh. <laughs> At Revolution, yeah, he never said nothing about that again. Of course huh? not. Of course not. It's <laughs> so. like X Pac winning the ten thousand dollars from Scott Hall. Which you, you guys did. You guys did see uh, Matt Hardy reach into Orange Cassidy's pocket to get his hundred dollar bill back in the uh, yeah first match of yeah. the night, right? Yeah, Jesus. that could have something to do with what we were just talking about too. I don't know if they have money, Matt. So big money, Matt. <laughs> which which now he's so much money he needs th- to get his wrestlers what, better this, outfits. This is what doesn't make sense about that rivalry. Cassidy beat Hardy, the main person in the group, and now next week he goes up against like fucking Jack Evans or whatever. I'm like, <laughs> so you're gonna go down the car to wrestle the shit bags that are in the Hardy family, <laughs> especially since Jack Evans is a horrible fucking wrestler, like oh. literally the worst wrestler in that faction. And and Helico is a better wrestler than Jack Evans. Well, I should tell you a little something about Orange Cassidy and where he should be in his place on the card. Um, Chuck Taylor didn't look like his best friend either when he came out and presented him when he was walking to the ring. Chuck Taylor didn't look like he was his best friend. I'm just saying. I don't know. He had a, I, shitty, I know look. He had a shitty look on his face. Like maybe I, know I should I'm, be uh, wrestling instead of Orange. I don't know. I know I'm ready for uh, Wheeler Yuta to drop the uh, independent wrestling championship so Tony Khan can fucking sign him full time because that kid's pretty impressive. Yeah. But he did. When he when he came and brought Orange Cassidy out of the ring, he just kind of had this. Yeah. 
There Chuck, he is. Chuck always looks like that. He's named after a shoe. Yeah. Chuck E.T.? Yeah. I wouldn't call him that. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, on Dynamite, we had the Lucha Bros against the Varsity Blondes to see who went on to face Jurassic Express. Dude, this whole tag team thing has got me excited. That like, was a good match. Hey, AEW has the best tag team division in wrestling. Yeah, you know, CM Punk, uh, Brian Pillman Jr. is one of the guys he called out, so he'd see them two wrestle in a match would be pretty cool. That is true. When Dayton O'Brien and CM Punk don't get any higher than forming a tag team. I will hope to God they don't do that when they, he comes if he comes to AEW. <laughs> they should not ever have a tag team. I don't did him and Daniel Bryan ever wrestle in WWE? Thirty times. Thirty yeah. matches. And they wrestled, and, they CM Punk and Daniel Bryan wrestled thirty times in WWE. Since ROH. No, 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 just in WWE in general. Yes, from the time that both of them were in both companies 30 times. Since we keep mentioning Daniel Bryan, we might as well... wrestling each other in WWE. We might as well bring up the speculation that... Well, it's not speculation pretty much anymore. When Mike Johnson and uh, Sean, whatever, from uh, Wrestling Fighter, Fighting Wrestling or whatever, both report that... Brian Danielson is going to become All Elite next weekend at All Out because... The I've New York because the New York the beginning because the New York show uh, will probably get shut down. Like officials at uh was it Asher, Arthur Ashe Stadium. Arthur Ashe Stadium mm-hmm. have been saying from the beginning they think they're going to be shut down before they get to New York. Mm-hmm. But that's what WWE. Why don't they just rebook it to another state? That they're they think they're going to Chicago because Chicago's no. I mean later Chicago's on like that show that was going to be at Arthur Ashe. Why don't they just rebook it to another state that's open? And have his debut be there because I'm pretty outs, sure like I'm pretty sure a lot of us are going to be shut down by that point. Yeah, but it don't seem like everyone's going to be shut down, but just a fair amount of people will be. So there'll still be states where they'll be able to tour around. I think I don't think everyone's going to shut down like we did last time. I'm Illinois, just saying, maybe. Illinois is open and it's the biggest show of the fucking year. Why wouldn't you? And honestly, well, I get it. Honestly, but... when you listen to most wrestlers talk, Chicago's one of the best wrestling cities in the world. Like I get it, but I mean. They got the Casino Battle Royal coming up. You could just have them show up in the fucking as, the, in the, as fucking, the wild card of the Casino Battle Royal. You're going to watch right? that that night. It's, that's not that night, is it? Yeah, the Women's Battle Royal. The Women's, is, but the Men's Casino oh, Battle Royal. Oh, that, that won't be until Double or Nothing next year. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. yeah, that's what I thought. I was going to say, and then when they do that, that's, I mean, they could wait and have them show up next year and do that shit. Which the, ba- the shitty part about the Women's Battle Royal. Like I said, they're spending a lot of money right now bringing in guys. It wouldn't it wouldn't hurt my feelings if Daniel Bryan didn't show up till next year. It'd be cool if he shows up. He's only up, got a little but, bit of time left, man. He ain't got you know. to sit out. Actually, the shitty part, the Women's Battle Royal is not on the main card. It's the buy-in show. That's fine. I mean, the last time we watched a women's battle roll on a pay-per-view, it really wasn't that good. The one chick tried to rap through the whole entire thing, remember? Asian chick was out there trying yeah. to sing songs through the whole thing. We were like, what oh, the fuck okay. is going on right now? Uh, Maki Aido. It was very unorganized, and I was sad this about it. This motherfucker remembers some shit. I was not. I won't, I won't, I won't, it won't hurt my feelings. <laughs> That'll probably be when I go to try to yeah. find a t-shirt. <laughs> oh, Joshy Pro Wrestling's on. Time to go get a shirt. Yep, see you guys in a little while. I'll make sure I'm back in 15 to 20 kinda, as soon as it gets over. It'll be kind of exciting just to watch it because of the potential of the women that are going to have the possibility to show up. you got Ruby Soho. You'll have Lana, which will be what, CJ Perry. I don't uh, think she's going to be there. You don't think Lana's going to be in the back? I told you she's doing that surreal life shit. She yeah. said she was on uh, Renee Pack or no, oh, Jericho's yeah. podcast, yeah. actually. And she said she's filming the... Motherfucker. All right, man. Go ahead. I'll talk. I won't say nothing. Brent's Get getting it. mad. <laughs> <Get it> um... <laughs> Throwing shit. Oof. Nah. Yeah, new Surreal not, Life on VH1. Over. 
She didn't say any yet. She's not allowed to say any other celebrities. She said that are in the house or whatever. Hopefully, Mira shows herself. up all X Pac cracked out style. And the thing is, if she's already talked about being in the house, they've already filmed it all. Now they just have to keep it quiet until the show airs and all that shit. So maybe. Telling you, it's gonna be all the drama of Debbie, dropping out WWE, just like when fucking X Pac and fucking China was on it. Mira's gonna show up all drunk as fuck. Why are you still on the show? No. Nah. I think uh, that uh, Cody and what's her name show is gonna be the it's big gonna be the rival. Whole Twitch drama. It'd be a good rival for Miz and his old ladies show though. Oh, uh, the yeah, Cody's mm-hmm. Cody and Brandy show. So Cody's and Brandy's is supposed to be one hundred percent like they just filmed it with cameras and everything that's going on is going on. There's nothing scripted mm-hmm. at all. The Miz supposedly his says this show's just like that too. All these things really happen to us every day of the week. I swear to God. No, they fucking don't. No, they don't. <laughs> It's just like when you used to watch the real world back in the day. It's like, oh, this is just people following them around with a camera. I'm like, no, the producers fucking set all this shit up and I, make sure it happens. I've watched some of the Kersley Knows Best shit on there. Is it bad? It's the exact same as the Miz show, so don't tell me it's not no. scripted. <laughs> it's just that that Kersley guy, I'm pretty sure he's he might be secretly gay. Hmm. My mom says he is. I don't know. He's famous for whatever reason. Like he's Was he like a fashion dude or some shit like that i don't know what you're talking about this is a wrestling podcast i know that yeah Man. we got to jump back into it <laughs> <laughs> He's we're the, already we're already two hours in boys the run before and after raw though so. this might be our longest episode ever it's like knowing what Lef- like it's like knowing what pacific blue or lafem nikita is <laughs> i don't know either you're not a usa usa shows yeah come on man pacific blue the cops on bikes mario lopez bro uh, it's no joke. We talked about Lucha Bros and Varsity Blondes. Of course, Lucha Bros went on. They're going to face. They went on to face Jurassic Express on This makes Rampage. me sad, man. Dra- yeah. Why? They fucking lost. Lucha Jurassic. Bros are the shit, though. Did yeah. you not see the match they put on? Jungle Jack Perry. The match they put on over. on Wednesday was the shit, and the match they put on on Friday was the shit. Come on. Come on. They got to have, like I told you earlier today when we were talking about it, they got to have. The Lucha Bros go on to beat the Young Bucks, so the Young Bucks get a break. But they're going to do it earlier than the Pack match, so then they turn on Pack and join Andrade as the champions. I'm as, saying Ray, as Ray Flair Phoenix. Comes out. I'm saying Ray Phoenix well, gets as in the Ray ring. Flair comes out. Woo! I'm saying Ray Phoenix gets in the ring and he does a fucking backflip off the top rope just to do the entrance. Is Chavo still in the group? Then he's, he's the fucking yeah, he's, he's the, the man, spokesman. manager spokesman that don't speak a whole lot. I thought Andrade was the fucking... No, he don't speak English very well. Oh. Is, I think Chavo's like just the manager for Andrade's business. Like, No, he does pretty much all the time. I mean, Andrade talks a little bit, but oh. Chavo talks more. Chavo's underrated. Yeah, but he ain't a talker. I mean, he can. He's cut multiple, multiple promos. He's better at it now than he used to be. <laughs> but when he had like Pepe and Pepe and shit and like back in WCW days, he could not get a promo. He got that over. And you could watch old WCWs to, to when he was Lieutenant Loco and shit. Yeah, he was definitely cutting promos no. then. Only time he only ever time I ever seen him cut a good promo was one time he pulled a fucking I didn't say gr- they were good. I said they were passable. He like pulled he, a grenade out of his pocket. There's some motherfuckers that stumble over their shit and can't cut a promo. He, he can cut a promo, they just doesn't have any memorable ones. He pulled he pulled a grenade out of his pocket and threatened to blow up everybody in the whole entire wrestling ring. <laughs> and fucking uh general Hugh G erection was fucking trying to take the fucking grenade away from him and shit, and then they accidentally pulled the pin in, and everybody freaked out like it was going to explode, but it was just a gimmick grenade. I do have to say, though, that, like, man, that like AEW has used legends better 
than any fucking wrestling company ever. You mean they use them more respectful? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And, like, it's just a different... They didn't have Randy Orton beating everybody up in a card game? Yeah. It's always like, boom, dude, I haven't seen him in forever. Fucking A. And then they cut a nice little promo. Not a scripted promo. Except for fucking Arn Anderson got to take a bump like a dummy. They're not here to get everyone over. I don't know. K-Dog took a pretty mean bump, too. We all we all talked about Malachi Black destroying Brock Anderson, which yeah. is what happened. So he took a good kick on the chin, though, didn't he? Yeah, like Arn, when, like Arn, when Arn did too. Though. Arn was uh, threatening to throw the white towel in, like like three seconds into the match. He's like, <laughs> yeah. "No, Daddy, no, don't do it, don't do it, Daddy, don't do it." And he fucking got like he threw it on the ground. I mean, like I ain't gonna do it, Malachi. And then he threw that fucking kick and knocked old Brock completely the fuck out. And I was like, "Yep, I one did it." I want to say one of the highlights of uh, Dynamite from Wednesday night, though, is uh, good old Dan Lambert from uh, Top Dude, Top he Pro. Is so like, he's his new favorite fucking wrestling man. He is. He's not even a wrestler. <laughs> Where's he been my whole life? He's like, a te- promo teaching, son of a bitch. Though, te- ain't he? Teaching real people how to fight. <laughs> yeah, but man, he missed his calling. Yeah, he's a promo. He's cutter. a fucking Jim Cornette. Fucking. Well, I think it's because he means all that shit. Bobby the Brain Heenan type. It's fucking necessarily manager. a promo when you believe it. Like he he might be on my Mount Rushmore of <laughs> managers. I mean, well, his wrestlers haven't even wrestled yet. I don't give a fuck I, about his wrestlers think, at all. I he don't think he's come out there and say his well, guys aren't going to wrestle. Gary Hart gets his guys. You know what he needs to do? He needs to fucking come to WWE and manage no, Sami Zayn. That's why he hasn't come to WWE. Vince McMahon won't let him cut promos like that. Sami, I mean, hey, he's Sami got Zayn he's got the level. he's got the men of the year. That's going to be his tag team. <laughs> Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page, right? Yeah. Reach towards the sky. Scorpio. They're turds. They're not fucking turds. Yeah, they are. No, they're not. Mm-hmm. Scorpio Sky was the mm-hmm. first AEW tag team champion. It, it really makes me sad, sad that the dude who raps is missing out on all this because he fucking... Oh, actually, he's, next... Uh, he's too hard. Next Saturday night in Chicago. <laughs> next Saturday night in Chicago, he's actually having a rap show. That's fucking great. <laughs> He should be um, having a wrestling match. Is he match. not on wrestling anymore? He's suspended no, he, for 90 days. Because he, he come out and cut that scathing-ass well, fucking promo when he rapped, and then everybody's like, oh, he's got to go to fucking, uh, what do you call it? Uh, How much worse was that? Because Dan Lambert, Tony like, Khan's making he's him, saying some shit that you ain't supposed to say. Tony Khan's making him take uh, whatever, yeah, but whatever didn't, class. He didn't mention, you didn't mention Simone Biles' mental issues or oh, getting right, raped right. like a Duke lacrosse team. Yeah, that's right. I forgot Whatever. They said Tony Khan looks at all that stuff before he goes out and raps it anyway, which means he knew he was going to rap it and then turned around and fucking was like, oh, bad press. We better do this. Uh, he said he, he said he come out and it wasn't approved. Whatever. Right. They shouldn't have suspended that dude for like three months or whatever, four months. That's bullshit. They just wanted to ruin his fucking run. <laughs> He's going to come out and fucking rap like John Cena from now on. <laughs> I thought AEW was supposed thug, to be more. Is it Thugonomics? Is that what it was? I thought AEW was supposed to be more harder edge. CM Punk and Christian was dropping f bombs. Not fucking. That TV. wasn't. Oh. On, that wasn't on live TV. So does that mean oh. they got? Oh yeah, it's pre-taped. Well, no, this was after yeah, was TV after was over. TV was over. Fucking Christian. Yeah, just because called fucking because yeah, CM Punk goes. If you guys are liking what we're doing, and you want to share it, go to Twitter, go to Facebook, Instagram, whatever. And he goes, and if you don't like it, well, then fuck off. <laughs> Uh, Christian just called uh, what's his name a shitbag carney or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Night, oh, uh, he doesn't got to go to goddamn carney is he, what he said. He don't got to go Don Callis. He don't got to yeah. go to rehab for his bad words. Nah, he's too old for that stuff. He said goddamn carney, I think. <laughs> I can't remember exactly what he called him. Something carney. I mean, it's true. Positive. Kind of true. 
pretty positive because I looked at Andrew and was like, ooh, that's the, a GD on the red cable. With, with the red glasses, he does got the carny. The, the other two main highlights of uh, Dynamite this week, you had the promo with Moxley talking about his NW, or New Japan. Dude, so this is the highest spot of the week for me. Con- contracts. Ding. And how we only got one back. So we get to see Satoshi. Satoshi son. <laughs> Satoshi Kohima. <laughs> Who's a former IWGP World Heavyweight Champion? Come over here and uh, take on John Moxley. His promo was fucking great. That the only thing that would have been better is Hiroshi Tanahashi, but uh, he's got to defend the belt over New Japan. I think that day. So I don't know who any of them are, but I hope John Moxley knocks their fucking heads off. <laughs> when I when I swing my arm, I'm going to knock your head off. When I'm choking you, I want to put a hole in your throat so you drink through your trachea. You don't even like John Moxley. No, I almost named my kid Dino. Yeah, it's weird. That's my that's <laughs> my wife's favorite wrestler is John it's my, Moxley. That's my old lady's favorite wrestler too. Fucking uh, yeah, but I'm pretty sure she probably likes Dean Ambrose. Every yeah. Ashley didn't watch wrestling until AEW, so then she kept looking up John Moxley, and she's like, "Why the fuck does this Dean Ambrose <laughs> guy keep popping up?" <laughs> so she don't like Dean Ambrose. She's never seen anything of Dean Ambrose. Oh man, the Shield documentaries on. The network, yeah she she falls asleep most of the time halfway through the wrestling shows. Uh, she's so. a super fan, yeah. and you don't know what to think about AEW. It's like, the shit. <laughs> well, she like like because we stopped watching wrestling really, and uh, we've been watching wrestling for like five years straight, and except for like since COVID, and uh, she just like is not interested in any of it because the crowd wasn't there and shit, and then like. I've been like showing her clips of AEW, and she's like, "It's just so fucking weird seeing all these people and not on WWE." Like, <laughs> I know it's like kind of great, right? And I mean, still they have the best fucking announced team ever, too. I-, I fucking love it too. Which there were reports that came out today that Jim Ross is supposed to start to transition into a part-time announcer for AEW. He fucked up and said Monday night. Uh, well, with all the people that have been giving him shit for. His uh, mistakes. His mistakes. I'm sure he's probably just tired of listening to like everybody's. You know what I mean? I don't think like, he can do it no more, man. I was watching on Wednesday. He's like, "Oh, tune in next Monday." It's like, no, dog, you're on Wednesday. <laughs> and he gets drunk a lot too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, well, I mean, his wife died and all that. I don't but, think that was in quite. I to can't hold that it, against him. Like when you're drinking a lot and then going out and trying to do like a he. I mean, he a does show, add a lot like, to uh, bug out. Like, like you know what I'm saying? You like, get pumped about the moments he screams out, but sometimes he'd be wrong about shit. Yes. Or sometimes it's like and he doesn't he sell it like he should. Like you can tell sometimes when it's uh, Jungle Jack Perry in the ring again, this ought to be a real barn burner. Like fucking 98 to be like, Jungle Jack Perry in the ring, it's a real barn burner. He does get excited every now and then. Though. I can't think of a specific example. but there's And been a I think it has a lot like, to do with Excalibur saying uh, weird shit all the time. He put over the fucking... Uh, JR put over the, what the MMA match with Jake Hager? Thunder punt or thunder f- what, Thunder what? Fist. Yeah, there you go. Thunder Fist. <laughs> thunder Fists. My God. <laughs> and actually one of the things I was most he excited about. It's best to get that piece of shit over, man. What are you gonna do? It was good. I liked it. Yeah, I was no, into it did. after that. Yeah. One Maybe. of the things I was most excited about on Dynamite <laughs> this week when they it. announced it, uh my girl, Chris Statlander, is going to go up against uh, Britt Baker for the AEW Women's Championship. She's going to fucking lose, and it's going to piss me off. Oh, yeah, she is. I hope she does win. She like ain't beating Baker. the DMD, homie. Not before, I, uh, not before fucking Sunshine let, gets his. Just to let you know, <laughs> Wednesday night I drunkenly bought a best friend's uh, 
Chris she, Statlander shirt she where she's in the basket. Shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Till Orange Cassidy gets, gets the, the bad big part. one, she ain't going to get the big one. Guess the bad part is I'm pretty sure that sure won't make it here by next uh, Sunday. She don't get the rub before him, which is Ooh. sad because he started off as the manager. What shirt are you wearing? To, so the, uh, uh, probably, the, probably the GTS shirt, and then if I buy one, I'll probably just switch out. But hmm. I'll probably wear my bright yellow GTS one. That way, if we do somehow get on TV, like I'll know a bright yellow ass shirt if I see it. You know what I mean? That's a well, good that's, shirt. That's how, that's how, that's how Scott picked me out. Scott goes, what fucking shirt are you wearing? Or whatever. Or actually, I kind of picked myself out, and then Scott confirmed it for me. Because the Moxley thing popped up on my uh, Facebook feed. So I'm like watching it. And I'm like, Moxley literally walks right in front of where we are with a camera. So then I zoom in. I'm like, that is totally my Sting shirt. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm like, Scott, what? You have the rec- you have the recording, and then he sent it to me, and he goes, "Yeah, that's got to be you." The so. uh, fucking Mox is coming out to wild thing. Don't like it. You don't like it. I don't I like do. it. I do. Like I said, uh, I like it a lot. I said last week, my stepdad he used to sing that song all the time, and just fucking he had it. Just it was something he blared every once in a while. There's like, and like four entrances that are fucking super over right now. So fucking Jungle Boy shit, John Moxley shit, Orange Cassidy shit. The the entrance the the, the ones song? that actually the ones that actually have what songs they what are the songs they, they come out to that uh what is that who do you say uh orange cassidy i can't remember the name oh, the, the pixies oh, the no pixies. it's the pixies uh what's wrong the, with my mind yeah oh yeah I guess, yeah yeah which actually he was That's the first expensive to he do. was the first one oh, to get yeah but he was the first one to get his theme song back was orange cassidy and then also, it was and then it was moxley and jericho they're also working with tnt's library now though just like wcw was when they had all that music they got to use yeah but that was original like turner fucking music so whatever. This is that like, shit isn't as well it's not at all it's owned by the fucking artists who made it and like that shit's super expensive that's why I fucking, yeah but tony tony Khan has enough money to get that shit ah uh, yeah but i mean for like year like it's about that's, that's, that's what i'm curious that's what i'm uh, curious to see if daniel bryan does show up next sunday are we gonna hear the final countdown i think uh flight of the valkyries is is open is a uh, public domain isn't so, it? some of that shit might not be as expensive as what you think it is because if you think about it i've heard the song that Orange Cassidy used on a shitload of commercials and other TV yeah, shows, and the same with Jack shit. Perry's shit. I, so I mean, you know, that's what I'm saying. It that's might not why be all of these things have gone on to like not like if you watch Scrubs on Hulu, like their entire soundtrack's not on there anymore because all of yeah streaming rights weren't a thing when those songs were fucking made. So like they're super expensive to fucking replay back. And so I'm not to saying get, it's not expensive to use it too. now. They, like they make any documentaries or fucking put on their own fucking network well, or whatever we, it's gonna we, be too expensive to fucking run we pay we pay 6.99 a month for our theme song which is public domain which is saying, 6.99 it, for that it, yeah it might not be that overly expensive for i pay, one I, pay song. The, I pay the 6.99 for like fucking six songs. And, and like i said if for some reason tnt or the superstation has their fingers in there somehow it could just be like when hogan used fucking Jimi hendrix's music back in the day you know what I mean? They paid out the ass for that. That's what I'm saying. They attribute that to WCW's downfall and shit. So, yeah, whatever. But Jimi Hendrix is a lot bigger than the Pixies, so yeah, it probably but... costs a lot more. Well, wild thing. Pixies were fucking. The Pixies over. are the Pixies were uh, supposed to be on tour this fall, and they were the first group to cancel their tour because of COVID. Like they just announced it this last week that they're not doing the tour this year. So. All I'm saying is I don't remember the last time there was a giant venue going, oh, my God, the Pixies are going to be here. Like 19 fucking 78. I've seen the Pixies a couple times. 
Right, but when was the last time they were super, really, giantly, hugely promoted? Never, never. never. Right, like I said. But, all right, I got two more things for the show because we've talked about all the shows. Uh, you guys want to talk? <laughs> what? <laughs> it was just a very awkward pause. Got something for the show because we caught, talked about the things on all the shows. Yeah. Uh, uh we got the uh, <laughs> we got the brawl for all. Oh, it's the 27th anniversary or whatever. Or is it 27th? Yeah, don't quote me on that, but I think so. Probably one of the worst things that ever happened in the wrestling world. <laughs> Come on, man. It got, it's got its own Dark Side I of the Ring it. episode. Yeah, like I said, it's one of the worst things that ever happened to the wrestling world. All because Vince Russo wanted to shut up Bradshaw about yeah. he could beat the shit out of everybody? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Worst thing in wrestling. But she could have paid somebody out of bar Dude, to beat the shit out of It's definitely the worst thing that ever happened to fucking Mark Gunn. Wrestling or in Dr. general, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Doctor ruined Death's the careers career of like over. three or four wrestlers. I would say Owen Hart's death is probably the worst thing that's ever happened in wrestling. Not fucking Brawl. I said one fucking... of the worst things that ever happened oh, in yeah. wrestling. Not hey, the worst thing. The worst thing that could ever have happened in the ring was Owen Hart dying. That will never be. Uh, Judy Bagwell on a pole was pretty bad. There, <laughs> I'm just saying, there's a lot more terrible shit than fucking bunch of idiots clubbing each other. I'm just saying that and going shit horribly wrong. Wrestling goes wrong a lot. And Butterbee knocking him out was funny as fuck. It, yeah, it was just not that funny if you think about it, though. It was pretty funny. I just wanted that dude's TV. career and fucked his head up for life. So, I don't know if it fucked his head up for life. I think but. it did. I watched the dark side of the ring with Bargun. He ain't right in the mind. <laughs> I think a lot of it attributes to getting knocked the fuck out like that. He got knocked out, like, out of the ring. Like, his head was bouncing on the ropes, like, without his help. Like, he was done, done. Like, his head twisted yeah, around backwards. All like time. A, his head, no, dude, it his doesn't. Head your head doesn't. Backwards. Your head doesn't move like that all the time when you get knocked the fuck out. That's like a that was like a Mike Tyson level knockout. That like that doesn't <laughs> that doesn't happen. A boxer. In, that right, exactly, and that none of them were boxers, and that's the problem with the whole entire well, situation. Kind of was, but not on fucking Doctor Death ruined his career. Uh, I just lost my left ear. So did I. Uh, yeah, I did too. Doctor Death's fucking knee got like destroyed. He got fucking knocked out so bad and concussed that he had to take like a whole entire year off. That was like the end of his career, though. That ended his fucking career. Right. He was supposed to wrestle Steve Austin for the title. Yeah, he was never going to be that over, though. I didn't say he was going to win, a... but like that would have been a big deal at the time. I mean, Dr. That was, Death that was, that was huge. JR's. Yeah, I mean, he was huge. At but... that time, 97, 98, D- Dr. Death was not like in WWE, but uh, what what was it? Where, yeah, well, that was like 93, 94. It wasn't Smoky Mountain. It was Bill, it was Bill fucking Watts. But it, they, it was a big deal when he came uh, back to WWF. You didn't watch WWF at the time, so I can. They, I, I know GAR they, put it over because that's not just so, him. Like the whole company put it the fuck over. It was a big deal. They made a like huge a month, deal out of dog, and they made a toy, and then he hurt himself. And, and he didn't. Hurt he was himself. always going to hurt himself. He got hurt getting knocked the fuck out. Yeah, but like it was the end of his career, like the end of his mobility. Like there's every uh, fucking. There would have been a good two, probably two month pay per view rivalry out of that. That probably would put on some good matches. Him and Austin would have had a it good was still brawl. The end of his career, though. It had been, a, yeah, well, I ain't gonna say that, but it'd been a good brawl. But him getting in that thing and him getting his knee fucked and his head fucked up by that shot to the head, dude. Like, I mean, he came to WCW after that. And he was chip poor, <clears throat> terrible. He was. I mean, I don't think he ever did anything memorable in WWE. Besides getting knocked out. I'm good, though. yeah. Career over. Bart Gunn's career over. Couldn't refix his career after after that. Like, I tried to give him two other gimmicks after that, and they couldn't get over. He tried to wrestle another company, not WCW, but independently. Just It was just was, wasn't, ruined as shit. If 
I remember correctly, wasn't Draws in the? Uh, yeah, I think brawl, he got brawl. somebody else got a couple other guys got hurt doing that shit too. God, Godfather, Godfather got hurt doing it. He was taken out, I think, before the thing. No, he got, no, he got knocked the fuck second out. Second round, second round, he fucking uh, was too injured from winning the first one to compete on the second one. So uh, Bart Gunn got a buy. I should have fucked end. around and just put Ken Shamrock in that bitch against Bradshaw and called it the fucking or, brawl for all. Or Steve Blackman, that would have been pretty sweet too. I think that they did it. Was it they they gave guys a choice to be in it, or was it just they dudes were, that were like, "Hey, you weren't getting a lot of TV time. Did, you want to be in this Vince Russo asking my I did, I did love the. Uh, I did love Jim Cornette being on Dark Side of the Ring for it, and he's like, "You dumb fuck! Do you just realize you ended Doctor Death's career, and we had big plans for him?" And he's like, <laughs> yeah. "What? What I do?" So millions of dollars probably cost the company millions. Pay per view, which I mean, seats, tickets, we got, shirts being bought. Thing is, we got Stone Cold Steve Austin now because of Doctor Death Steve Williams, because Steve Williams is also Stone Cold's official name. Yeah, right. So, well, actually, Steve Austin is his government name now. Yet it changed. Did he? Yes. Well, all right. He did that so WWE couldn't take any more money from him. Did you know that? You did not. Makes sense. He bought the Stone Cold name from WWE, but he couldn't get Stone Cold Steve Austin, so he went and had his name illegally changed to Steve Austin, so he could have the Stone Cold whole Stone Cold Steve Austin thing. Oh, so he gets a hundred percent of his royalties. I mean, he stole off fucking Bionic Man, but I mean, kind of. Not really. I mean, yes and no because he didn't. The Steve Austin name, I suppose, comes in that. But the reason he got Steve Austin was because he just didn't come up with a name. Dutch Mantel was like (laughs) Steve Austin, right? Didn't Which have was none. popular at the time. I guess. So. I guess you could attribute it to that, but I don't think Dutch Mantel ever said it's because of the Million Dollar Man, though. I'm, that's how I heard the story was Dutch Mantel telling it. That's what they say, but I don't. <laughs> I don't know, man. But you know right. they're uh, remaking that shit, don't you? Million Dollar Man. The Million Dollar Man. The Steve Austin shit. Yeah. Got two more things to run by you guys. Since uh, Dark Side of the Ring comes back in like two weeks, we can talk about those episodes. I think we got like six or seven of those that we can talk about weekly. This season hasn't been as good as last season, I don't think. Then also... You didn't like Brian Pillman's shit? Yeah, but I've seen Brian Pillman's. I have his DVD yeah. on the that shelf over there, and it's the same exact DVD. Yeah. The, the Korean one was the good, too. The only thing that's different is... The Korean um, one was real good. Uh, hearing Brian Jr.'s take on everything and getting to see what he's been through in his life. That's I also the like the, the death match very sad. shit. was pretty deep, too. I didn't know all that shit. Uh, the history of the death match shit was cool, but I didn't Nick give a Gage. fuck about Nick Gage. Yeah. I could care less about that bullshit. But the history of the death I match. I remember reading when he where fucking started got arrested and shit. And all that was interesting to and see. And then the other thing is. Fuck about a crackhead, dude. Which we haven't even mentioned it, but. Uh, stars. Heels. Heels. Yeah, that's a good show. So uh, once this first season's over, we could probably talk about it. So we're, not, it. so we're not breaking it down episode do by that. episode. I can't do it. I you can't can buy my that house shit. and watch it. Well, I mean that's cool too, but I think I'm just gonna wait till it's over. Buy the whole season. Well, and then get the free seven days. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then watch it all, and then not keep stars. It'll be a minute. I think it's <laughs> ten to twelve episodes. Usually there's no usually shit. stars in uh, series th- are ten th- to twelve. I think I think uh, Stephen Amell said it's like eight. I ain't gonna be able to stay eight weeks away. Though. Usually, usually most all because I, I watch two. Three, uh, three now. Three other, uh, three other shows on Stars. They're all ten episodes, so I just assume it'd be ten. Uh, so, and then the other, only other thing I have, we have a top ten list. Actually, there's a few honorable mentions on it, but uh, since CM Punk debuted in AEW, and Becky and Brock came back, returns, 
I looked up a uh, Bleacher. This is from Bleacher Reports. It's the uh, top ten greatest debuts in wrestling history. So debuts, but not returns, though. Yeah, it's just debuts. Okay. So, I, I couldn't come up with a ten hole in my head thinking of it. So I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna start with the honorable mentions, and then we'll go to the top ten. So one of the honorable mentions is Deanna Perezo in Impact Wrestling, when she literally debuted and won the Knockouts Championship for Jordan Grace. Of all time. It, it's honorable mention. It's honorable mention. Okay. Well. So, um, she just got cut from NXT. Well, I'm the one that knows it. She just got cut from NXT. She served out her 30 day, no compete clause. Showed up, beat Jordan Grace, who's like one of the longest reigning. What was her name in NXT? Diana Perez. She kept her name for Impact. Yeah. They didn't care about her enough to trademark it or anything. <laughs> they didn't. They didn't barely use her. Yeah. So then we'll move on to another one. You had Kenta. When he debuted in New Japan, because he was known really over in Japan for uh, pro wrestling Noah, which over there, when you're like blonde to one company, when you show up in another one, it's a huge fucking deal. So he showed up in the G1 Climax. Well, used to be here, too. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, one time. Until they shot the town. Look, it's Christian's debut. Another, uh, <laughs> another one, Ronda Rousey for WWE. Uh, what was hers would have been a lot cooler if it was in an age when there wasn't uh like a bunch of internet to give it away. She'd already fucking been on WWE a couple times too before she debuted. Well, she's at WrestleMania and it was lot speculation and shit. And, and she, she did show up. Fucking uh, hip toss Triple H before she ever debuted. That's why I said she was she was on a couple shows and she when those the Rock uh, hosted yeah. WrestleMania or whatever. Right? Yeah. Uh, That's yeah. a bad one. You have Brock Lesnar in 2002 when he showed up from being the whole MMA badass wrestler. He fighter. came back to make WWE more legitimate. Yep. 2002. Busted John Cena open immediately. Ooh, I thought that was later than that, though. No, but, no, no. He's talking about like his debut. He didn't know any, who he was. Oh, when he, he showed up and beat Paul The Rock. Heyman. He didn't come up, Paul Heyman, when he first showed up. It wasn't fucking long after. It, he, it was a while before he had Paul Heyman with him. He showed up. And when he first showed up, he I'm came out. I'm pretty sure his debut night, Paul Heyman fucking came out. When he first showed up, he just came out and was beating up the Hardy Boys like every every week. It was just beating the fuck out of the Hardy Boys every week. And then uh, he was running through everybody left and right. Uh, and then, like, at some point in time in that little part of him, like, beating everybody left and right, like, yes, he did join up with Paul Heyman, but... I'm pretty sure he beat The Rock and sent him packing before Paul Heyman joined up with him. I don't remember if The Rock. I'm almost positive. <clears throat> I don't remember if Paul Heyman was with him at that night at that pay per view or not. I can't. It's been too long since I watched it. But I, I do know that was right. Was that? I think that was right before they did the brand split, or whatever. And Brock Lesnar was on SmackDown. Yeah. They debuted or they they drafted The Rock to SmackDown. He was only on there like maybe twice before he left. Completely to go do, I don't know, whatever the fuck, whatever movies it was he decided to go do. Or he was gone until Steve Austin quit. He debuted uh, Attacking Al Snow and Spike Dudley. And he beat up everybody small forever. And the Hardy Boys was like one of his main targets on Raw. And he was coming out because he was uh, F5 and Lita. And like launching her, dude. <laughs> 
And uh, that was when they were still doing headshots with the chairs. Oh, and Maven. And he came out one night and got in the ring, and yeah, Jeff Hardy yeah, walloped him in the face with a fucking chair. Lesnar debuted on WWF television on the March 18th, 2002 episode of Raw's Hill attacking Al Snow. Maven and Spike Dudley during their WWF Hardcore Championship match while also being accompanied by Paul Heyman, who was seen giving instructions to Lesnar. When the brand extension was introduced in the WWF, Lesnar was drafted to the Raw brand. Later, Heyman was confirmed to be Lesnar's agent. And gave Lesnar the next name, the next big thing. Lesnar's first feud was with the Hardy Boys. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, but I don't think he. For some reason, I don't remember him being with him out there that night when he wrestled The Rock. That was just Brock Lesnar and destroyed The Rock in like quick fashion, and then was holding the title by himself. Well, and they went on to beat like fucking Ric Flair and fucking Hulk Hogan and the everybody Jay except for Steve Austin, because Stone Cold was like, "Nah, yeah. he ain't putting me a match against this cat without billing it first. Piece him out, bitch." He wasn't even on for that long on that run. Like it was like a year and a half, and he was done. With Brock? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then like well, they split the show, and he was on like SmackDown. Two and a half. Two and a half and he beat up Shannon Moore for like three months. <laughs> and then Undertaker, and then he wrestled John Cena. Nobody notable, really. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have two more honorable mentions. Uh, Finn Balor when he came over from New Japan. To, to WWE, to NXT, oh to NXT, uh yeah, I guess like that's the thing. I was with the information age that we knew he got signed before he, he debuted. You know, uh, same with like Ricochet and uh, well, that's when he got his ass kicked by AJ Styles and thrown out of the Bullet, Bullet Club. Club. Yeah, Ricochet and the other guy debut at the same time. We knew ahead of time that they were going to debut. Buddy Murphy. Remember they had that match they were pushing on the internet or whatever that got oh, him signed. Oh, that was Ricochet and Osprey. Yeah, Will Osprey, but Osprey didn't—he didn't stay, stick no, around. Yeah, he had right? mental problems for a while. Yeah, now he's doing something. What Osprey? Yeah, yeah. he's back yeah. to New Japan. New Japan uh, now, yeah. now they're gonna have like this big deal because he still has the World Heavyweight Championship and Shingo has the World Heavyweight Champion. So now we're gonna have to figure out who the actual real heavyweight champion is. Scott Hall, Shawn Michaels situation. <laughs> Better do a ladder match. Could be. And then the other honorable mention is the Nexus. There was a memorable that, debut. That should be in the top ten. I, yeah, I think they destroyed the be. ring. They Danny Bryan got fired, spit, fucking choking Josh Matthews with a fucking in his face. Yeah. You think which, you're better than me? Which Josh? Which Josh? <laughs> <laughs> which Josh Matthews is a executive producer on Impact. No. I, I thought it was Justin Roberts. Was it Justin Roberts? Though, yeah, because he's the ring announcer for AEW now, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was Justin Roberts, uh, and uh, he was spitting in his face and choking him with a tie. He tore his whole entire <laughs> shirt off and was choking him with a tie, and his shirt's completely ripped off. Yeah. They, they they destroyed the whole ring. They kicked the shit out of everybody except for CM Punk. He got out and took the fuck off. But everybody else around the ring got the shit beat out of him. And then actually, CM Punk tries to get back in the ring, and they kind of fight him off. And then like he just is like, "Yeah, fuck this, I'm leaving." <laughs> and then they beat the shit they relentlessly out it up of John by Cena. SummerSlam, though, like. Oh yeah. Well, they let John Cena beat the whole entire group. Well, before, even before that, though, like, it didn't make any sense. Like, they fired Daniel Bryan. Everybody fucking got pissed. Uh, they had Survivor Series, uh, Nexus versus Team WWE or whatever. And Daniel Bryan ends up being on fucking uh, the WWE team. It's like, that doesn't make any fucking sense, you idiots. And then they fucking <laughs> drop him to John Cena. That's <laughs> what WWE does with every group except for Degeneration X. They fucking up. They fucking ruin it. Evolution they wasn't bad. No, it was okay. DX is better, though. <laughs> All right, I'll actually move into the top 10. Number 10, you have Taz at the Royal Rumble in 2000. For sure. That was one nobody's seen coming. That definitely was. And it was in New York. 
So the fucking and if you his, go back and watch home, it, his home crowd and yeah, and uh, if you go back and watch it, the whole entire fucking place goes. It's it, like, the only thing good he's ever done in his entire insane. fucking career. Uh, everything he did in ECW, yeah, was ECW fire. was good. It was neat. after that though. He was, was by the time neat. he got to WWE, his neck and everything was so fucked that it right. was like he. You know. Actually, he's more. I would say he's more infamous for being an announcer now than actual being a wrestler. Oh yeah, it's coming from my generation, bro. I remember from more of his in-ring work, and I respect him more for that than I. It was awesome in an ECW, but it was reckless and fucking. His announcing's uh, okay, but I remember him more for him and Bam Bam when he had Bam Bam in the Taz mission, and Bam Bam fell through the fucking fell through the ring. When they, they when they pulled the trap door out to make them go through the ring, whatever. and then and then they wrestled the rest of the match with the ring broken because they didn't want to let dub. let people know that the fucking ring wasn't actually broken. ECW, yeah. ECW, ECW. <laughs> you, be, you better be ready to start chanting. I like the, watching. Uh, he I like the watching FTW champion. Him and uh, Mike Awesome, dude. Was, I'm, I'm pretty sure how our left side keeps going in and out. I'm pretty sure we're out from watching the. Uh, a surge protector, how it keeps flashing and oh, blinking. We're having a power issue, yeah. so we keep losing the the one mm. side. Yeah. So might need a new surge protector. Maybe it's surge protected for too long, or it's just a power issue. Or your house sucks. You have a fucking plug in every five feet, two feet. You fucking look insult at, my house. Look at shit. the look at the along the baseboard. There's a fucking plug in like every two feet in this room. I can't help that. that room. So it's all probably daisy chained together, yeah. like most old houses. Hundred year old like house. Dude, my dude, my house, everything's daisy chained together too. Yeah, it's so, ridiculous. Yeah, it's like sixteen plugins, and you blow one breaker, and like half the house or <laughs> twelve yeah. different things go off, but they're all in like twelve different. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the kitchen, Leo's room, and one light in here goes out if the fucking one in the kitchen. Goes out. <laughs> <laughs> well, then that's definitely what's going on. Yeah, I already, uh, I already know. That's good. So, so we're on to Taz. One day we'll fix it. So, so we're on uh, Taz. But yeah, he was the first ever FTW champion when it actually meant something. That's uh, the only time it's ever. Well, when him and Sabu had it, that's like the only time it ever meant something. Yeah, and still, which actually. What? How we said 27 years ago. The Brawl for All wasn't 27 years ago. 27 years ago this week was when Shane Douglas threw down the oh, NWA yeah, championship. The NWA. Said he was, this and, is extreme. And declared ECW the world championship. So that was the creation of ECW. It was the NWA title? Yeah. yeah. It NWA, was him and two. ECW. He won it from two Cold Scorpio. I thought it was already the ECW championship. He just well, made they the already extreme had, championship. They, well, no, they, they were part of the, the NWA, Eastern, It was the Eastern championship wrestling right. title but when he won the actual nwa like world champion to be the territory guy he threw it on the ground yeah, i am harley yeah. race i am all he said i am yeah. all, and then he threw the title down it's like fuck this bullshit <laughs> yeah. this is extreme and said and nobody says shane douglas ever did anything good he's he's, uh, he's, he's a, part of creating ECW. He, he, he is uncredited for a lot of really good things in wrestling i think that's the only thing he's he done. cut some really good fucking promos in wcw bro like he cut so good at promos that they had to tone his ass down. <laughs> All right, that was, you're like, that's like WCW 2000, 2001. From 98 to 2001, he was doing pretty good work. Was he in there the in 98? Yeah, he just broke his arm. and like, Remember the revolution? That was like 2000. No, that was like late. Like that started like ninety nine, and then in two thousand it ended because Benoit went you, have you ever, to fucking... All them guys ever, went to WWE. Have you ever noticed how... How you told the story of the first time that he says something to you about WCW sucks or whatever. 
but he knows a lot about WCW. He's like a closet WCW fan. <laughs> I mean, yeah. at this point, I've watched all of it. On, I watched it on the network when it was still like findable. Well, yeah. Uh, because I wanted hey, they to finally, see it all. They finally, to... they finally put fucking Thunder on uh, the network. But there was a Is lot of... Peacock in it now? Yeah. There was a lot of late WCW that I watched because WCW was on fucking four or five times a week. It was on more than WWE was on, which doesn't make sense why it didn't make any fucking money towards the end. It really was. Like, Fox <laughs> because, had two... Because they never actually tried to build anybody besides the old-timers. Fox had two shows on it that were, like, recap shows of what World happened the whole wide. week. And uh, worldwide on at 10 o'clock in the morning, like it was Saturday morning. And then there was another again. one on a Sunday morning, too, and I can't remember what it was called. But they would have, like, interviews on it. Like, when Goldberg wrote his book, wrote his book, quotations, had uh, they had him on there and didn't hear him and Tony Schiavone sat to sit down and interview on there for, like, Goldberg it was like a 30-minute show. can read a book, let alone write right. one. But you did see that CM Punk said that he was uh, pretty excited as shit to have Tony Schiavone actually say his name because he's one of the greatest voices in wrestling and never got to say his name before. Yeah, he gave him a big old weird week. hug. Isn't that weird how like Conrad's kind of responsible for that shit? Conrad ain't responsible for fuck all. He just likes to for take Tony He just likes to take the fucking credit for everything. All I'm saying is he was doing like fucking Georgia Bulldog softball was his only job. I think regardless whenever. that fucking they was going to try to get him and fucking JR on the mic. Whether I, he was doing that bullshit Tony went not. want nothing to do with fucking wrestling before he met Conrad. Didn't do want nothing. Yeah, like, but also he hadn't met Tony Khan yet either. Well, that's true, but Conrad introduced him. I'm just saying, Tony Khan meets a lot of these guys, and then all of a sudden they have what, some reemergence in their love for wrestling. what everybody wants. Head! head. <laughs> head all right, we'll move on to number nine, because we went way off track already. <laughs> Which number nine, should I think, should be a lot higher than what it is. You have AJ Styles at the Royal Rumble in 2016. That was a good one, too. There was a lot of speculation I, around that one. It's like, it's going to happen, but everyone was like, is it going to really happen, though? Like, it's AJ Styles, popped, you know? I popped hard. For sure. I mean, me, I think we both watched that shit yeah. together. And we were both like, oh, shit. Like, the music hits, and you're like, whose music is that? It was. It kind of just flashed AJ, and I was like, holy shit. And, you know, like, he came out and did the thing, and we were like, oh, like, I can't. Like, to me, it was almost like a. I would like to see him in WWE, but then I don't want to see them bastardize AJ Styles. But they've done a pretty good job with letting him. And like he's even said in interviews, Vince McMahon said, just be AJ Styles. That's what I want you to do. So I think he directly is involved with Vince McMahon. I don't think he's involved with writers and other people. I think it's him and Vince McMahon situation. I think they're it on a speaking be. basis AJ's, normally. AJ is a generational talent. Well, I think there's certain wrestlers that Vince McMahon will go and like Roman Reigns probably is one of them. I'd say AJ's oh, yeah. probably one of them. Well, you, you could tell that. Cena and Reigns never ran anything by anybody. They just went. They did that whole month segment, just the two of them. Yeah. <laughs> well, and besides, style. I mean, <laughs> My, Michael Hayes was the producer. What do you mean, John Cena's been here all summer long? That's what he said in his tweet. Oh, okay. <laughs> all this, summer long. That's I hate to say it, but that's also like how it's already being called the summer of punk, and we've only had him for a week. No, it's just that you can't see him. Oh, you only see John yeah. Cena when he wants you to, oh, but he's here all the time. <laughs> Sounds to me like he's like God or Jesus. Or Santa Claus is always watching. Oh, that's kind of creepy. I, it's kind of creepy when a man tells you you can't see him either. All right. How about we move on to number eight? Because John not... Cena at the Royal Rumble? That's the return, that ain't that debut. Okay. No. I thought he was going to say because John that's Cena's the next one I'm about Kurt to Angle. No, because there's not anything else we could really say about AJ Styles. He's AJ oh, Styles. I mean, it's phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> he was, he's been my number one pick in both drafts we did on the show. I had an AJ action figure. Yeah, you did. Like 2003. 
the, sh- the Short worst hair. the worst part of all of it since he's part of WWE pro wrestling tees can't release his fucking bullet club shirt so I have to wait for him to retire hopefully <laughs> to get the damn bullet club shirt I don't know if he's ever going to retire he's just never going to have a contract again that's what he said I'll never well, have yeah. a contract again when I'm done with WWE he never said he was going to retire he was though. supposed to be in AEW day one yeah well which would have been fucking awesome too what do you mean he was supposed to be in it him and the Good Brothers were both supposed to sign contracts and they were going to do a Bullet Club angle for day one of uh, AEW Dynamite and Vince McMahon offered both of them more money and they both took the money to stay with WWE. Hmm. Hmm. Like they have a whole story with the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega and the Elite and Vince McMahon paid them handsomely. Sounds like rumor and innuendo to me, my friend. Well, didn't so, he? Well, didn't he thing. offer Young Bucks money and shit too? Didn't I know he? they were tweeting back and forth for a while because Vince McMahon was like, "Hey, hey, Young Bucks, I know who you What's are." What's when the Hardys like came that. back to yeah. WrestleMania or whatever? They had a match with the Young Bucks at TNA before. Well, when you when you looked at it, AJ and Good Brothers' new contract, big contract, was the same year that AEW started, mm-hmm. and then less than a year later, the Good Brothers weren't part of WWE, but. AJ Styles still is. Hmm. He's still doing good shit. There's too. a good wrestler like right the there. Though, almost. The marvelous one, Mark Merrill. That's when he's doing his boxer gimmick. All right, we'll Nintendo 64, look at that shit. That's Johnny old. B. Van. We'll move on to number eight, which not much dick loves this guy. Uh-oh. You got Adam Cole at TakeOver Brooklyn 3 in 2017. Yeah, not a big deal to you, but to indie wrestling fans is a big, big situation for him to show up and take over NXT for a few years. Now I guess we'll see what, what happens next, I suppose, where, where he <laughs> ends up. He's probably the greatest wrestler that NXT's ever had. He held the yeah, I would say so. first Woo. ever first ever uh, North American champion. He held the NXT championship for a whole calendar year. Won the Dusty Cup. He's been a tag team champion. He's, he's one of the only triple crown NXT champions. So, I'd like to see him and Seth wrestle in an NXT ring. Not a WWE ring, but we never get to see that, obviously. So that's the only thing you can say is that because Seth Rollins is still in such good wrestling condition that, like, I don't know that you can say Adam Cole is the best NXT champion of all time because Seth Rollins is a really good fucking NXT champion. Samoa Joe's the current motherfucking champion. Right. First three-time champion. That's true. That's your point. (laughs) He would choke the fuck out of Adam Cole. He already did if he yeah. paid a, if he watched NXT. That's what I'm saying. His dick don't like NXT, so you can't argue for someone being three time champ because according to him, the championship in NXT don't matter. So it don't matter. So don't why are you really. arguing for AJ? You can't argue for Samoa Joe to be oh he's the three time champ if a champ All don't I'm matter. Saying, no, yeah. I'm talking about his accolades for the last fucking years, dog. Best match I've ever seen in my life, and well until Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. Oh Jesus! And fucking the Lucha House Party. No, not the Lucha, Lucha Bros. I mean, the Lucha. No, no, no the, <laughs> the Lucha Private Party. Private party. <laughs> Whatever one. Private Party. You talking about the Canadian? You think that match was the... better than the one that they just had on Rampage this last I Friday? Watch, I haven't watched. That oh, you gotta yet. watch the match they had on Rampage this last Friday then, because that the opening is... sequence to the fucking match with Private Party was the best shit I've ever seen. In my uh, life. Wait till you watch this Friday's match. There's good old draws. Him fucking uh, yeah, on the top his... rope jumps off. We don't, we don't, we don't want to mention that. That's... Still got his feet underneath him. Oh, oh. is it too soon? Uh, yeah. Damn, dude. Now we're going to get shut down by D'Lo. Oh, well. That's mean. I guess we won't get to do a D'Lo That's, on your, that's on your guy's fucking conscious, too. You'll definitely never get D'Lo. 
interview now. All right, we'll go to number. We're never going to get a D-Lo. Well, I, th- I, think, <laughs> I, thought, I thought he was on the docket for January, so. Oh, oh he could be. You could probably give him a thousand bucks, he'd do it. Probably. <laughs> number seven, The Shield, Survivor Series 2012. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, because you didn't know what the fuck was going on. They was coming out to be CM Punk's fucking Yeah, they're supposed to be CM Punk's and group, shit. and then within like two days, they changed that to it's just going to be their own group. And that's then, about the same time that see that's dude that's so this is when I got back into watching wrestling and then they're trying to make it seem uh, like CM Punk shouldn't get the credit for wanting them guys to be his group in the first place which and then is they not put true. him in a fucking thing with Ryback and in then, a fucking cage match and Ryback hurt him and like the story that they have is, <coughs> on like the documentary of them coming is completely different than like the stories the two other stories I've heard of what the shield was before it came to the main roster <laughs> like Dean Ambrose and Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins the story is not the correct story it's like whatever WWE put for them together to become a story like the true story <laughs> is that fucking uh Cassis Ono and like two other dudes were actually in the shield and then that was like nah it's not going to work out and then it was Roman Reigns and Cassis Ono and then Triple H called him fat told me I had a bad attitude and somebody else it wasn't Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins though and then Triple H told me he was fat and all that bullshit. And they're like, you're not going to be in the group. And they replaced him with Dean. And it became Dean and Roman and somebody else. And then I want to say it was like Colt Cabana or somebody, but I don't think that's right. Hmm. And then however it happened, it ended up being like, now nah, we're going to bring Seth up because this cat's not going to work. And then it became Seth. And then it was like, you guys are going to be seeing Punk's group. All right. And then they helped him in the first pay-per-view keep the title. And then the next night they came out and kind of helped him on Raw. And then the very next week they came out and he insulted them. And then, like, they were like, we do what we want to do. We're the dogs of fucking wrestling. Hounds. They're the hounds of justice. Hounds of justice. That's what it was. And everybody's like, that's when Roman, that's the last time he was good and he just showed up and stood in the background. And then he showed up with a cream turtleneck on. <laughs> well, guys, I had this really bad... <laughs> hernia that burst sucker in, and sucker tash, and it had this said. bad hernia that burst in the belly and they told me I had to sit at home for six months big smile <laughs> is this the same guy that just told everybody he was going to beat their ass last week and to shut the hell up like what <laughs> crumpets and tea now wait it's like Keith Lee Calvin Frazier yeah don't talk bad about Keith Lee. We do he now. Came, he came out looking like he ain't Fra- even Keith Lee like no Frazier, more holding a goblet and shit yeah he ain't even Keith Lee no more <laughs> He's like the artist formerly known as Keith Lee. We can go with that. Number six, you had Shinsuke Nakamura at Takeover Dallas, uh, 2016, coming over from New Japan Pro Wrestling. That was kind of a big deal. The that, king of New that, Japan Pro Wrestling. He was yeah, such a didn't big, he, he debut. Was, what was his main roster debut? That was SmackDown the same year. He but. was uh, he was. Like you said, New Japan's fucking Michael Jackson for their wrestling company, pretty much. That's who he reminds <laughs> he was, me of, he was Michael hand, Jackson. He was handpicked by Antonio Inoki to be the youngest champion in New Japan history. He fucking, Antonio Inoki fucking He ruined. had a weird history with Brock Lesnar, too, right? Yeah, yeah, because uh, he was the champ and Brock was the champ. They made a belt for Shinsuke because Brock refused to drop the title because he wasn't getting paid. Antonio Inoki was uh, the person who ruined Muhammad Ali's boxing career. His... They had a wrestler. I, mean, I remember they had the match. They had a wrestler but... versus boxer match, and the whole entire to- time, Antonio Inoki laid on his back on the ground and kicked Muhammad Ali in the legs, so the match was over. Right. Caused him to get a bunch of blood clots in his legs and shit, 
and he couldn't work out. He couldn't dance and move like he could before because he had the leg. His legs were so fucking beat up and had so like, it ruined his fucking legs basically. The cardio, like the, uh, the circulation and all that, I and his it was legs later in his career anyway. Uh, well, that. I mean, was a little bit later in his career, but that ruined his ability to be able to move in the ring, basically. The boxing ring, you know, he's a dancer, moved around a right, lot. Right, right. After that, he couldn't do it no more. It fucked his legs. Huh. So then he would just have to stand there and take a fucking proud-ass beating. <laughs> you seen the Larry Holmes fight where he just takes a beating for like 12 fucking rounds? <laughs> That's because that was after Antonio Inoki fucked his legs. That's that was, Wasn't that WCW, wasn't it? I don't know if it was a WCW. I thought it was just a big-ass promotional deal that they did because he needed money. I thought it was WCW. It might have been. Antonio Inoki versus Muhammad Ali. Do you no, know that, would have, that would have been like in the 70s. There I thought a... it was just a supercar. No, it was like yeah. the late 70s, early 80s, I think. When it yeah, took there, was, there was no WCW was, then. But it ruined it. Jim his... Crockett then. No, that would, have, that would have been. I'm not sure. I thought it was just a. I if, thought it was, it was, if it was late 70s. Or... I think it was just a charity thing. Honestly, I don't think it was anything that would, that would else. That would have been around the time that Inoki was with WWE. I, I, was, I think, honest to God, it was just a big-ass charity event that was put sure, on. I'm and pretty sure Inoki was like one of the few and only WWF Asian well, or karate champions or something like that. Well, see, what was supposed to happen was Bruce Lee and Muhammad Ali were supposed to fight, and Bruce Lee died. So then it became like a deal where they wanted to find you know someone to replace that fight with. And then the next talk became a wrestler, professional wrestler, because professional wrestling was real, Japan. right? Yeah, it's in Japan. Because professional wrestling was more real at the time. It was, you know, uh, not then a fake it could, sport. It could have been all Japan pro wrestling, though. And then it probably was all Japan. And then Muhammad Ali, obviously, the biggest name in boxing at the time. He was the heavyweight boxing champion at the time, WBC, WBN. Yeah, yeah. So he was. it was all a big deal. I think it was a giant charity event, I do believe. And a lot of money was made, but it ruined his fucking uh, career, man. His geez. legs were his legs were fucked after that. Spider and, veins and. Anoki had been taught the art of catch wrestling by legendary wrestler Carl Gotch, was it's, staging ex- exhibition fights against champions of various martial arts in an attempt to show that pro wrestling was the dominant fighting discipline. But he wasn't. He was laying on his back and kicking dudes in the legs. I've seen the video of it. Not just that match and all the matches. He just lays on his back and chops dudes in the legs with his own. Like it's really sad. He said the to, fight itself was fought under special rules and seen as a precursor to modern mixed martial arts. You don't win wrestling matches by laying on your back and just kicking people in the knees the whole time. You do if they can't get the fuck up. 107 times. I've never times. seen a pro wrestling match do that. <laughs> the majority of the fight saw Inoki on his back kicking Ali's legs 107 times. Yeah, dude. That's all he did. He was uh, uninhibited by the referee due to a particular rule negotiated shortly before the fight, which allowed him to do so without being disqualified. Which they said, had Bruce Lee and him fought, that Bruce Lee probably would have beat him the same way, but he wouldn't have laid on his back. But he, when him and Bruce Lee fought, it was going to be all right for Bruce Lee to use kicks. So Bruce Lee would have thrown kicks so, at him the whole so, time. So would have kicked him in the legs, still. I don't think he would have laid on his back and kicked him in the legs, but I think there would have been multiple head kicks and like body kicks that he would have thrown and keep him far enough away because his arms were so, you know. Long. But they say before Bruce Lee died, like he was obsessed with fighting Muhammad Ali in a in a in a charity boxing event that they were going to put together or something. Obsessed with it, like was watching his his matches in reverse to try to figure out his dancing steps to be able to beat like perfectly beat him and shit. Crazy. Sting, or was it sting like a butterfly fly? Like Foot like a, a butterfly, sting yeah. like a bee. Yeah. Rumble, young man, rumble. Been drinking. <laughs> Can't remember <laughs> what was the next one. We still got some left. Man, yeah, they were, we're talking only, about his leg being amputated only, after that. Yeah, dude, they, he fucked him up. We're, we're, we're only at number five. 
which is John Cena in SmackDown in 2002. Man. It's a ruthless aggression. Not important. Ruthless aggression. I don't think it should be that high on the list because he was a fucking nobody at the time. Right. He was the cyborg or whatever the fuck, right? Yeah. And he had like weird green. The prototype. Yeah, he had like weird green and white Boston trunks on that nobody, like Boston fucking Celtics trunks on and just didn't, I don't know. It's weird and it was like some Austin Theory looking shit. Okay, number four. <laughs> uh, Kevin Owens takeover R Evolution. So it's Revolution, but it's R dash Evolution. Oh, okay. You mean when he fucking debuted and so beat the shit out of everybody? Yeah, 2014, 2015 ish. That was a big deal because he wasn't he Kevin turned, Owens that night. He was still that was Kevin Steen. That he, was and he turned on Sami Zayn. Hey. So, dude, him coming out and beating up John Cena is way more cooler than that. When he showed up on Raw and stomped on the yeah. title and all that, it was real cool, yeah. Uh, when he held the NXT title above his head and stomped on the yeah. WWE Championship. That was probably when NXT was really the most over, to be honest with you. I think so. Because uh, they never did that. Vince McMahon made sure that shit never happened twice. <laughs> uh, fucking, um, but no, man, that was cool um, because, like you said, he beat the shit out of Sami Zayn, and also, like, he was still Kevin Steen that night. So everyone Which, was... You do know why he's Kevin Owens, right? Because oh, Owen, Owen Hart's Hart named his son after Yeah, him. Yeah, I watched that old paper, pay-per-view fucking documentary. All right. Sorry I cut you off mid-sentence. No, that's cool. I was saying that everyone was saying die or kill Steen, kill that night and all that. And, you know, the very next night I was like, oh, I'm Kevin Owens. It's like, no, you're well, not. Well, yeah, that's because. Like, <laughs> oh, it's Tommy in. We know who he, uh, Malachi Black, uh, whatever the fuck we want to call him. The, well, <laughs> the, the smart thing that the announcers did on NXT that night when he debuted was they didn't say who he was at all. Yeah. They were just like, oh, my God, it's, it's, and he just beat up everybody. And everybody was like, kill Steen, kill, and fucking going crazy. And it was, there was this, the announcers kept quiet. They do what they're supposed to do. All right, we'll go on to number three, which is actually the only AEW one on this list. John Moxley, Double or Nothing, 2019, when he attacked Chris Jericho. John Moxley makes the list twice. Uh, I think his is pretty cool because he was the first. I don't think you count Jericho, but. It's like the he, paradigm shift. He, fucking. he was the first big WWE name to go it was, to, yeah. in, to AEW. Besides Chris Jericho. Because like, I don't count him because Jericho hadn't been wrestling in WWE. Yeah, he'd been he'd gone. Been, he'd like, been in New Japan. John Moxley went from WWE to AEW almost directly. Yeah, he took if a you, little time if you, off. If you listen to his uh, AEW Restricted podcast with uh, Shivani and Aubrey Edwards, he was so fucking scared that night because he's like, "Are people going to remind or remember me as Dean Ambrose, or is it going to go over?" And my John whole, Moxley showed up, and everybody just fucking interrupted. I think he's the first big acquisition that AEW made. Dude, that WWE. paradigm shift was made AEW legitimate. That fucking promo we cut, the paradigm shift, we're like this ain't a revolution or whatever. It's a paradigm shift. Yeah. Like yeah. that shit put AEW on the map. Yeah, like opinion. I said, he, I, the, like Jericho is good, good for them to start out with. Like I said, but as far as getting WWE talent, I think he was their first big acquisition for, as far as company. I don't want to say stealing, but talent <laughs> trading. Uh, con- I think that's what it is. I'm contract expiring and not resigning because you're tired of WWE's bullshit. I was going to say, I like his return after injury. Come up all balked out, and they gave him the Bane gimmick. Or Vince McMahon secretly working <laughs> with everybody underneath the table. Yeah, that could still be a thing, because if you... Conspiracy theory, if you watch wrestling. <laughs> SmackDown ends at 8.58, giving you two minutes to switch over to Rampage on TNT. I'm just saying. <laughs> all seems a little strange. 
So I'm, that's what I'm saying. I'm not sold on this Vince whole McMahon forbidden saying, door thing until somebody does it with it. Vince McMahon saying we could give these guys some more talent. I'm just saying if Edge quits at WWE and goes to AEW, then we'll know. He won't be Edge or Adam Copeland. Then he'll be Sexton Hardcastle. Get old Sexton Hardcastle. I mean, if Christian's Christian Cage, he has to be Sexton Hardcastle. It's the only way it works. All right, we'll go on to number two. We're going a little ways back. That'd be so fucking awesome, dude. Edge showed up in AEW. It's a possibility. Who knows? Might as well Anything's... take the water coolers back out of WWE. If CM Punk shows up on uh, AEW, anything's possible. Daniel Bryan showing up is way bigger than Edge showing up. No. Number two? Maybe to the current kids. Number two, you have Kane. Oh, uh, Survivor Which Series? Kane? Nope. Kane at Bad Blood in Your House in 1997. Yeah, the very first oh, debut. Wow. That, to me, is still probably the biggest debut in WWF history. WWF history. It's like the most successful spinoff story ever. Yes, but also like it was a big deal. Like he ripped yeah. like like they made such a big deal out of fucking the Undertaker's brother coming and out of all the other giants that showed up that were like the biggest fucking flops ever. Like they did the huge deal with like Kane had the perfect music. Well, and you can the fire you coming out of the, the ring. Paul, the red, or, uh, the dark. He had the big Paul, Michael Paul Myers, Bear. dude. He was yeah, a Paul Mike Bear Myers type fucking of. Turned on Undertaker and shit. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh. But that's I... not the first time Paul Bear had turned on Undertaker. He turned on him like a year previous to join Mankind was his guy a year before yeah. that, and he went back to him, and then turned on him for his fucking brother like six months later, like. And then bleach his hair blonde, which was really fucking strange. <laughs> but like, it, to like, it was the most obviously successful debut that I think that anyone's ever had in WWE. Like, giant explosive debut like that. Like, Kane's got a, he's a mayor now. He's you know a what I'm saying? Now. But he's had a huge su- successful career. He's been <clears throat> left and came Knox. back to WWE and Knox, was. He's the mayor in, of Knox County, Tennessee. He's been able to I evolve. Think of one debut that's better, but. He's he was able to evolve that character into yeah, well, more different iterations of the same character yeah, and, and, dude, and he keep, made it. They made a movie off of his character, kind of. See no evil, and then they were a, he's just able them, to right? expand well, his career. Them, right? I guess. There's a second one. Yeah, I don't know. See no evil one. to you. I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't I'm know that. Yeah, no. That now that you say that, yeah, they did. I don't. I didn't. I didn't know. They must not so, have got as much acclaim as the first one did, then, because the first one's actually not bad. I so watched it. Was the, one of the first three WWE movies. I thought it was one of the better ones I'd ever seen. Marine and uh, Condemned, Condemned and, and those were the best three they ever did. I think. Yeah, well, it was like the only the first. Not the only three, but I know. the best and, three. And now I'm going to give you guys the chance to guess number one. Uh, Ric Flair's Jericho. debut, 1993. Jericho. Or 91. Jericho, 99. With the actual heavyweight championship. That shouldn't be number one. Y- YTJ, Chris Jericho. Man, Doesn't well. matter what your name is. That was the shit. Raw right, but that was the rock putting him under. That was <laughs> the know. rock putting him under, not yeah, over. Yeah, but that would have buried anybody else, but it fucking lifted Jericho up. It was so, like, the whole countdown to the new millennium thing, and, like, you're like, what the, the fuck? That whole, timer? like. Timers always get over. That was the thing when he first showed up like that. Un- unless everyone you're Tegan Knox. He'd go to talk, <laughs> and everyone would bury him, though. Like he went to, he cut like a fucking three and a half minute long promo on Road Dog, and Road Dog goes, "Why don't you shut up, bitch?" <laughs> and like the crowd went fucking nuts. Like he came out and cut a like a three minute long promo on the Undertaker about being boring, and Undertaker didn't say too much. And when they went into the back room, Undertaker rolled up on him and was like, "Yo, you don't do that shit." <laughs> like that's his. That's what they told me to do, though, bro. He said something to the Undertaker in the ring that was like not really personal, but pissed him off and was like, "You're a new guy. You don't say that shit." Like that's funny. 
That shouldn't be number one. That should have been on there John before John Moxley was on there twice. <laughs> Ric Flair showing up with the WCW championship belt in WWF. I don't know if you can count that as a debut. And saying I have the, the it was the first was. time hey, it was the he first ever, time he was in WWF. Right. I get it, but it's, and he stole knew who the fuck he was. Though. And he, he was stole like a another company champion at the time. And he stole well, another company's championship belt. It's just it's just like uh, Hulk Hogan debuting for WCW is not on here either. I said that earlier. You right. don't think that's a big deal? Either. I don't think it's a big deal. I kind of thought it did. The ticker He's tape like the parade. big first star. Yeah, but other nobody than... was still nobody still was watching it though. It was a fucking shit, I was shit company. I was. You were watching when uh, for Hulk me, Hogan came and did his ticker tape to, parade. To shit. me, uh, WCW signing Hulk Hogan is like AEW signing John. Told Moxley. you I grew up watching Georgia Championship Wrestling and WCW on Saturday nights and shit with my grandma. I mean, I watched it and shit, but then like my grandma loved Ric Flair. <laughs> I'm just saying, as far if, as far as being a Hulk Hogan fan, that was like. Post steroid trial came out in cowboy boots. You know what that means? Brent's like, grandma was one of them chicks that was wanting to take a trip to Space Mountain and shit. <laughs> it is. He's got to think about. He's got to think about that every time he sees Ric Flair now. Woo. I'm good. <laughs> Pretty sure that's probably the reason why my favorite wrestler is fucking Sting. <laughs> fucking Ric Flair, dude. This is how yeah, Sting is ain't how. taking grandma to Space Mountain. That's for sure. <laughs> I'm okay with that, too. Limousine riding, jet flying, son of a I'm gun. I'm telling you, he debuts it all out. Fucking you old man flopping in the ring. I, I, dude, I told you, if he, like, if he debuts it freaking all out, I'm going to have to bail Clinton out of Cook County Jail for whipping his dick out. Or the hospital, because if I old man flop from like the 14th row, I might fall a few feet to the ground. <laughs> 14, we're only in the ninth row, dude. Oh, see, so there's probably the good six-foot drop if I fall from the ninth row to I'm the straight saying, ground. run to the ring. I don't right think I'll make it. Front and center. I think they'd tackle me down before I made it to the ring. Well, you got to kind of, you got to ease up to get on the fucking. Uh, I think you we just run right. I think CM Punk and I think CM Punk and Darby <laughs> Allen starts the night off though. I don't think that's going to be the main event. I think it starts. Well, the show. it's not going to be the main, main event. going to be Kenny Omega and Christian Cage. I think that starts the show though. I think he's Kenny Omega is the world champion, so it's going to finish the night. I it, think Darby and CM Punk start the show off. It's in Chicago or Jolly uh, close to Chicago. And uh, Hoff, or Hoffman Estates is where we're at. And it's like a giant like soccer stadium, but indoor soccer stadium type of place where the show's going on at, right? I've never been to Now Arena, so I have no idea. I think it's an indoor soccer stadium is what it is. Uh, so it holds like 20,000, maybe 25,000 people. 11,000. It used to have be. a different name. Seer, it used to be the Sears. It used to be yeah, the Sears Center. Um, so it ought to, be, ought to be interesting to see. Kind of, I like. I'm kind of interested. Which to see I can how tell you, next the, next week's episode will probably mostly be about all out. <laughs> kinda, yeah, I'm kind of interested to see how they got the the like the entrance set up for how they get to the ring and everything. Like after SmackDown, or SmackDown after SummerSlam, shitty setup. I. Well, if it's the exact same as most of their shows, where our seats are, we're going to be staring directly at the ramp. SummerSlams went so. Down, yeah, like and then curved. curved, and then came towards the ring. So, like, if you were sitting on the thing, then you had to watch, like, the show from here, and then ring entrance, and then more people over here, and then the ring over here. That's weird. It's bullshit. <laughs> it's bullshit. They showed some people, and they had to literally watch the tiny little screens they had up there, and they were, like, right next to the ring because the fucking rampway was in the center and then curved off, and there was a whole other section of people sitting right in front of them where you couldn't even see the ring. <laughs> Good job, WWE. Let's do another show in Vegas. Oh, they are next year. Are they? Yeah, they already pushed it. For SummerSlam? No, what was it? Is it Money in the Bank. 
next yeah, year. Yeah, I think it was Las Monday Vegas. Night. And Brent was like, why the fuck are they pushing this one? They just had it. And I was like, I don't know. And that said Las Vegas. And I was like, oh, that's why. So they're going to have it in Vegas. They, they got to get they got to get enough people to come watch wrestling that know nothing about wrestling. Just stand there and be like. It'll be more comp tickets and things like that. <laughs> they For, get a free stuff. weekend here and tickets to WWE. I've seen a, you know? face, I've seen a uh, meme. Bullshit. Really a meme. It was a collection of fucking signs from uh, there. And they were like, people have brought some fucked up shit put on tv that's like well, they must took them away because they didn't i didn't see very I think many was it triple h fierce turkey just because <laughs> that's still one of the best ones <laughs> i seen one said triple h is that damn good for me to poop on one night and i, I laughed they had a south right. park they had a south park picture of triple h attached to it it was funny so the countdown's done we are literally at three hours of this podcast it's a pay-per-view at this point. It's pay-per-view. Well, yeah, it is. Yeah, this is the longest. Just, this don't is listen lo- to us. Just go watch wrestling. This not, is, yeah, this <laughs> is the longest that we've done. It's not as good as talking hey, Chopamania. It was a big week for wrestling, honestly. We only went off the boat half a dozen every, times. Kind of <laughs> off the rails. <laughs> so uh, if you're a fan of the show, give us some likes. I'd like to thank our sponsors uh, or our sponsor. Say <laughs> <Same laughs> what sponsors, bro, because I don't remember. Yo. Our host site, Anchor FM. Uh, you can find our podcast anywhere you listen to your podcast. Google, Apple, Spotify. I guess which... I, I sponsor us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we will uh, see you guys all next week. Have a good week. Bye.